another off week episode of nerds. This one's an off off week because last week Keith and I recorded two in a row. Yeah, it's been a pretty crazy schedule. What's the business, y'all? It's your boy Jester nine five four back in the building. We are here. We're queer, and you're just gonna have to deal with it. Yeah. You know, the first time I ever heard that was in a Janine Garofalo stand up. We're here. We're queer. Yeah, and you're gonna have to deal with it. I just she, I don't remember what she was talking about, but I, that stuck with me. Just that phrasing. Was it like a serious thing or a joke? It was or back part- in the nineties, so it was a joke. Okay, because that was probably kind of like fringe edge. Yeah, and you know, I mean, she was always who she's been politically forever. She just became more open about her politics yeah. or whatever. But like, it was it was about I, I can't even remember, but it, I think she was talking about how aggressive it was. To someone to say that, and she's like, I mean, chill, dude. I can't remember, but it was at yeah. like a pride rally outside of her house or something. Dude. Yeah, she was super counterculture. Like, Always. Yeah, like. I had a crush on all her. The, dude. Uh, yeah, who didn't? She's like, you know why? Because she has that like Daria appeal. Yeah, she's like the girl in your art class that you have a crush on just because she's mean to you. She's mean. <laughs> she wears like oversized, like those green military jackets mm-hmm. are too big and like. Like uh, what are those Doc Martens yep. and shit? She listens and like, to shitty fucking punk and like. <laughs> well, what you realize? Well, at least for me, what I realize later is it's more like that's the first time you know it, when you're in art class that you realize like, yeah, it's a girl, but she's like my equal. I don't have to like think like I don't know. I always held women up to like a pedestal. You like, put the pussy were, on a pedestal. No, I thought they were like magical more than anything. Yeah, I thought you they put were, the like, pussy on a pedestal. Like, they don't have sexual urges like me i'm a disgusting freak and all this stuff and then you meet someone who's like real as fuck like that you're like wait a minute and then you're like i don't even necessarily (laughs) find you attractive i just find your mind like so fascinating i think that's why christina pajitsky's so hot because she kind of has that appeal even though steve harvey's (laughs) steve harvey what her her teeth she got them steve harvey's oh really no no no. she just has uh fake teeth yeah uh veneers even though she is kind of a little bit, she oh like Christina P. If you guys don't know, Tom Segura's wife, podcast, yeah, which Tom, is great. Tom Segura's wife. She's also got two uh, specials on Netflix: The Degenerates as well as Mother Inferior, Mother Superior, Mother something. Inferior, Mother Inferior, which is a play on Mother. Superior. You know, my friend uh, Rick did a poster for that, and she actually used it for her tour. Sweet, which one? The one it's a the, like a the, the cholo one with the. Um, with Theo in he it, did with the Tifo. fucking oh nice dude he did the painting painting the one that's like the the gothic kind of Christian painting mm-hmm. yeah holy shit man that was like the cover yeah damn that's pretty dope but um but maybe he yeah. did I don't he did something similar I don't know if that I don't want to lie was that one but I know he he was like super excited because she used it she put it on her Instagram and said she was using it for a tour poster or something oh cool man um yeah she well, she's um, just she's another one she's so fucking smart yeah. Like, and she has really deep thoughts. Well, she has that podcast, That's Deep, Bro, Yeah, which is a mental health podcast, which hasn't been on for a long time. Well, she had she, two kids. Well, yeah, she took a break after the second kid, and your mom's house is doing so good, she just hasn't had the time Bro, to go back. a network now. Yeah, and that, that's why I think I think Dr. Drew's podcast Which took over great. for that because he basically interviews yeah. other psychotic comedians about both, their mani- like maniacal Both tendencies. I've only listened to the first like four, but both Tommy and Christina's are fucking great yeah. in different ways because Christina's obviously more into theology or uh, whatever fucking, what is it? Not theology, it's... Uh, She's into like psychology therapy and psychology and, like, and shit. Yeah. But even she'll even say it. She's like doesn't have a psychology major. It's just she's been in therapy for fucking over yeah. a decade and she's like, 
I'm not a, prof- a professional. I've just been oh, in therapy. Professional thera- at being in therapy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's a professional at being in therapy and kind of like spouting off shit she hears. And Doctor Drew's podcast is great. I know a couple of my friends. I was talking about it too. Are like he's bullshit and he's fucking bro science. And I'm like, but he knows what he's talking about in terms of like sexual psychology. That's yeah. His fucking he's been thing. doing it since the nineties, yeah. bro. What was that shit called? Uh, Love line. Love line. I love dude. Love line. I remember Back staying when up. Him and Corolla were on it. Yeah, dude. I remember staying up and watching Love Line. That was some I crazy remember shit. staying up and being like, these guys are crazy. Like people calling him like these guys are losers, and then some guy <laughs> calling with your exact fantasies, yeah. and you're like, shit, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I remember staying up and watching that, and then watching Howard Stern on E Channel. Yeah. And trying not to God. jerk off. Do you remember because, when Stern because... was edgy? <laughs> he was, yeah, he was. He he's definitely not now. was. Like, no, he's changed his whole thing. He's more like a talk talk mm-hmm. guy. But before he'd have girls come in orgasm competitions. Yeah, I mean, he'd have them like like lactating women shoot at a bullseye and yeah. shit, and they would just put it on TV, but like blur out the boobs. It's like you know, this is still. Like, you can't just put a chick riding a Sibian and blur out the vagina. Yeah. Like, you still have a woman riding a Sibian on TV right now. God, I used to watch Howard Stern, too. <laughs> and he would always have porn stars on, too. Yeah, dude. And, it, like, I can't imagine now, though, because, like, back then you couldn't Google it. You'd have to, like, write their name down real quick and be like, I got to find a scene of this. Yeah. But no, now no, you can just Google uh... it. Like, I can't imagine how little I would get done in my life if I was 13 now. Yeah, I, my I literal hands would be glued to my dick. Like I wouldn't even. I don't know. We talked about it last time. I think that the over saturation of having the access to that shit on your phone, you're gonna burn out so quick. Yeah, you're right. Maybe because when when we were young, it was very rare to get it. So you would be like, "Oh my god!" Like, yeah, that was the type of shit you'd find a porn mag in the woods, and you'd be like, "No, fuck the rest of my day. Yep. I don't care what we were well, doing. Fuck the rest of the month, yeah. dude." Like. We're splitting up whatever this is. We're going to rip out pages, however we're going to do this, and then we're going to go about our days by ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, studies, and who knows, man, with all these studies and statistics that we find. Well, it's it's too soon to know the long-term effects. Like, well, there's only this generation b- behind us that's yeah. going to be the first that we'll know. Well, we have some statistics now. I mean, I can't cite the sources, but I think right now, I mean, the, the closest statistics we have are probably like 2017 and such, or 16, 17, 18, um, is the amount of young people, the amount of people getting married is an all-time low ever. Yeah. Having children, all-time low ever. Having sex, all-time low ever. No one's fucking anymore. Yeah, and it's it's, there. it's Wait till the robots I, I think come it's, out, dude. dude, when the robots, when the sex dolls get affordable, yeah. society's going to crumble because men and women are just going to go completely split. Cause yeah, d- men aren't gonna deal with the craziness. And the women aren't aren't gonna deal with their bullshit. Yeah, because the dudes are gonna start being weirdos because they want to do the weird shit they're doing with their doll. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, Can my doll met- doesn't feel pain. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> she let me put my whole foot in her mouth the other day. <laughs> so <clears throat> once those dolls get affordable, man, and they're everywhere, I think I saw somebody. Uh, there's a guy I watch. His name's Richard Cooper. Entrepreneurs in cars. He's like a dude coach, like a guy who talks about positive male stuff. So I guess he sucks to most people. Hey, but um, wait, real quick. What if the extinction event for the human race was sex dolls? <laughs> like really good sex dolls. It probably it might be. <laughs> but what he was saying something the other day, which I saw a clip of it earlier today, actually was that this whole division that we have in society right now is might be one of like the great collapses in society like how many empires fall and the mm-hmm. world falls in rome this whole thing that's happening we don't have to get into it but like this whole like kind of division 
sure, there's still people out there. I mean, I have friends and I know people who are still, you know, getting married and doing the traditional thing and buying houses and having kids yeah, and I'll shit. Talk about that in a bit. Yeah, and um, not kids. Well, that. yeah, but like, Never. there's still there's still people out there doing it, but the majority of us are not. No, the majority you know of this us is, are fucking not doing it's it. It's fucking idiocracy. That's why idiocracy yeah. is so smart and ahead of its time. Is that a lot of people aren't having kids now because they're waiting until it makes sense, and it never is going to make sense. That's the thing about having children. Also, well, dudes are having less sex than ever. That only the top, I think, like fifteen to t- fifteen to twenty percent of dudes are actually having sex now. Really? Yeah. Be- like females are still having just as much sex as ever because they get to fuck whoever they want whenever they want. But they're all fucking the top twenty percent of the males. I mean, I don't know. Th- I'd have to see if that's. I'll real. find it in sense because I know a bunch of people that are fucking that I'm like. Yeah, surprised. but you're also like. I mean, yeah, it is a sur- like. I mean, should I get laid? That's a fucking surprise. Listen, we know people. You and I know people <laughs> that are getting laid. That is like what? But but then we also know people that are definitely not getting laid and no and it makes no sense i mean i know we know a guy i don't want to say names a dude that was on the old podcast who never wears deodorant and i'm like yeah you're not getting laid you fucking idiot because you stink like asshole like put deodorant on no but i think that guy gets laid really no oh no sorry he mouthed the name Uh, Um. (laughs) it's someone that i uh said i was gonna slap the shit out of them on the internet before oh i don't say that Cause that that might be you might have to cut that out. I don't give a shit. Okay, um, if I don't that know. You know what? Most likely, you know what? Most likely, most likely, most likely, yeah, probably not. But I don't want. I'm not trying to make fun. But in the end, I mean, if you look up anything around these kinds of things, hey, Kel, um, yeah, it's like it's kind of like tearing apart society and shit. Like dudes, well, are ha- dudes are getting laid less than ever, and females are still having just as much sex. I mean, and it's a, a lot of it's casual and interspersed. STDs are up. Well, yeah. Fucking everything because nobody uses fucking condoms anymore at all. You know what's funny? Nobody, dude. I listened to Kill Tony. Like, I'm I'm behind right now because they've done a bunch of touring. And so they'll put out like three episodes in a week. And I can't even finish a whole episode in a day because right now... At my job, I'm I'm talking to people. Like I have to call people and do stuff. Yeah, you're fucking. So like I can't. Yeah, you're busy, body buddy. Well, before I was buried in work, so I would just plug in and go. Here I'll do that for a bit, but then if someone needs something, they'll ask me, and I have to like ask them what they, you know, like I have to talk to people. Uh, so I can't finish a lot of stuff. But uh, every time he talks to someone about like, hey, when's the last time you had sex? Because it'll be people like I'm single, but. And he's like, well, are you, you know, you getting laid or whatever? And they'll always be like, uh, you know, the last time I fucked was like a month ago. And he's like, all right, how'd it go? And that's always the same, like Tinder or whatever. And then he's like, cool, you guys went to dinner? Like, yeah. And then what, you went back to your house or her place? Like, yeah. And he's like, all right, did you wear a condom? And the guy's like, and he takes a break. Every time they'll take a pause, he's like, that's a no. All right. And, then, and like, yeah, dude, no then they'll be like, where did you come? Anymore. Dude. <laughs> Wait, where did, and then one guy today was like, I don't remember. And he's like, dude. Everybody remembers where they come all the time. So you either come came in a weird place or you came inside of her. And then they have a band uh, on the show. Yeah. And, like this Jeremiah some... Watkins. Yeah. He's one of the fucking funniest guys on the planet. They dress up in funny costumes yeah. and shit. He he was dressed as Vampire Elvis. And he, <laughs> he sang a song about coming inside of somebody. I forget how, what Elvis song he did it to. But. Yeah. I mean, people aren't. I mean, that's not very nerdy. But um, I mean, that's pretty nerdy. Well, no. It's no. not nerdy. But um, yeah, man. It's just like. Shit's getting weird, man, and it's it's the whole thing. It's, well, it's the thing: technology, the internet, Facebook. I'll caution you this: research whatever the fuck these people are saying, because I've caught myself 
on all sides of the spectrum spouting some shit I heard on YouTube. And the people are like, fuck you, no. And then I look it up and I'm like, all right, they were wrong. But they sounded like they knew what they were talking about. I, I don't know that only 15% of, I mean. I think it's, you can say 20. I, I would say, I would say it's got to be an even split. No way. I know that 50% of my friends at the very least are getting laid. Even my friends that yeah, are but my you've age got, But you unmarried. have like, you have like, you know, kind of like an upper crust of friends. You don't hang out with fucking losers. I'm probably the biggest loser you hang out with, and I'm not too bad. That's not true. I Look, have a friend who's definitely not getting laid, but he's paranoid schizophrenic and lives in his car. Ooh, bummer. Yeah, he thinks people are giving him a sex change. Oh, the crazy guy? Yeah. He thinks, yeah, it's like a like tinfoil. It's a super bummer, but yeah. he's definitely like one of the people I know is for sure not getting laid, but... Anyways, you're listening to the off week episode of Nerds. I just had one thing. I just wow, that just threw me off. Um, a last thing. What the fuck was the last thing? Well, if you think of it, I'm gonna just run through yeah. what we're talking about this week. I actually uh, asked Jesse to watch a movie because I watched it and I I knew I fucking knew you were gonna like it. I mean, spoilers for your rating. I don't know the, his actual rating. We're doing five dicks now. We we've moved back. Keith was like, we were trying to do the 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 you know the three tier or whatever, but yeah. he was like, it's buy just, rent or pre owned. It's, it's too hard to remember it off the fly because we did four years of five dicks. Well, also five dicks is fun and hey, and uh, the pre owned rent or buy is just not that. The messaging wasn't super clear. Yeah, if because you're you know get a game because anyways. I love certain films like. I still didn't see Endgame, but everything's been spoiled. Bummer. But um, uh, Infinity War is, I think, incredible. I've seen it twice. You know, yeah. so it's technically for me, it's a rent. Yeah, but it's a five dicks. Though. Well, I Hereditary is my favorite movie of last year, and I will never watch it again. Like, yeah, because you don't need to. You don't need to. You've seen it, and you're like, I mean, I might watch a clip of the very ending, like Hell yeah, when Tony Collette is sawing her own head off. Well, that whole last like that whole last fifteen minutes. I think I called you. I was walking around Target right after I watched, it, and I was like, "Dude, you have to watch this movie." I literally can't calm down. Like, and I never <laughs> get like it wasn't even that I was scared. It was that my heart was racing. It was, it was intense, just so dude. intense. She throws the book in the fucking fire, and the husband bursts into yes. flames. That was super occult. And then the son sees the dad, and she's fucking crouched <laughs> in the ceiling like like a spider. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. I loved it because when I saw it. There was a section, there was like a couple of Norwegian people in the audience. <laughs> and you know how like, <laughs> it's an old nerd porn joke, guys, that you mean Norwegian <laughs> black metal, aka basically there was like an urban presence in the audience. And sometimes urban folks get a little bit excited, especially like horror movies. You ever, you ever see like a movie like Chucky, like in a ghetto movie theater? And they're like, oh, hell nah, motherfucker, I'll kick that shit in its head. Like that kind of shit. When that bitch was crouched in the corner... They all lost their fucking minds, bro. It was it was like they were like well, I standing was in, up and wailing around, like screaming and jumping. <laughs> I was in a theater in Wilton. I was at the AMC over here, and so it was. Uh, I was sitting next to like two gay couples, and uh, on either side of me, and <laughs> some guy just goes, "She's in the rafters!" Like super loud. <laughs> And, and and I hadn't even noticed her because I was watching uh, the son's face, like I was just watching his performance, and it's it's set up the that background you, pa- pa- pans yeah. in and she's out of focus, yeah, and you just see this figure in the corner and it's fucking crazy. But I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit. There was a a guy when I saw Brightburn in the back. I don't know who or what he was, but he was fucking talking. It was making me so mad. 
And I told him to shut up once, and then I was like, this sounds like a guy who gets off on pissing people off. Like, he was just that guy that, in a quiet moment, is like, says some stupid shit that oh, the one fucking, person the laughed to. The movie theater comedian? Yeah. He gets, then, he gets one laugh, so for the rest of the movie, any break in yep. dialogue, he wants to make another joke. Yep. I wish they had a ticker over the top of the movie and like movie screen, and you could pay three dollars to like tweet something. Yes. So I'd be like, I'll gladly pay three bucks just to put dude in the back, shut the fuck up, or I'm gonna stab you. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Just yeah. that that way he doesn't know yeah. who said it, so I don't yeah. get my ass beat by some giant monster. Uh so we're gonna talk Brightburn and we're gonna talk The Black Coat's Daughter, which is the movie that's on Netflix right now. Uh which super cool. It was directed by Osgood Perkins. I think he goes by Oz. Uh, which is Anthony Perkins' son. Anthony Perkins played Norman Bates in the original Psycho. So yes. he's like, uh, you the know, first from a three, family. right? First three, or the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The first three psychos. He's from a family of horror, basically. And it's cool. I watched an interview with him and the whole cast, and he kind of talks about it. He's like, growing up, I didn't watch horror movies. It wasn't like my dad sat us down every year to watch his fucking, you know, filmography. Yeah. He's like, I about twelve or thirteen, I watched Psycho, <laughs> and even then, he's like, by that point. I was like, this is an old movie. It's boring. It's like, uh, I forgot where I heard this or if it was like from a friend or you or from an interview or something, but or if it was a joke somebody made or if it was like real, but like it was like some joke about like Sylvester Stallone. Like anytime, like if he's flipping through the channels and like Rocky 2 is on TNT, he makes the whole family come downstairs <laughs> and watch it. Hey, Rocky 2's on. Come down. You got to watch it. Hey, Adrian. <laughs> hey, watch, watch, watch. And then he like, he speaks all his lines and shit. <laughs> I wrote that part. I wrote that part. You know, I will say though, Stallone has a fucking great story about Rocky. Rocky is. A that's, fucking, that's all him, dude. Well, the thing is, it's such a cool story for Hollywood, like for what it is. He wrote that script. He was almost living on the streets. He had to sell his dog yeah. to pay rent. And he told the guy, like, I'm going to get my dog back. And and he did. After he like got famous off Rocky, he paid the guy like fucking five or six grand. You know what I mean? Cause, yeah. Like, and back in the, in the 70s, 70s, that's a lot so of money. That's a lot of money. Uh but he loved his dog. He just had he couldn't he couldn't feed the dog. You know he was like at that point, and he had offers to buy Rocky the script. But he was like, I want to direct it, and they were like, Fuck you, you're nobody. Yeah. And then finally, a studio wanted it so bad, they and he wouldn't relent. They were like, Fucking fine, because they knew. Look, worst case scenario, they'll just reshoot it. You know, like yeah. this isn't that wasn't in now. You or know, they'll just say, knows, Fuck you, and, it sucks, and we'll just recut it yeah. our way. And. That's the craziest thing is like Stallone had such pride in his own writing. He had and like, a vision, bro. Yeah, he knew exactly what he wanted to do, and it's a fucking masterpiece, man. It really is. Rocky's from, a great movie, dude. Because it's if let's see, let's say Rocky really goes from one to five. Yeah, because then it took what a twenty year break. Yeah, and Rocky Balboa is great in its own way, but I don't know that it's like a, I've never seen anything past five, dude. Rocky Balboa made me cry. Really? I, and yeah. I heard Creed's great, too. I mean, I, I love that Yeah, I need dude. to watch Creed. I love his films. I grew up watching Rambos. Those movies are fucking great, too. Yeah. First Blood is incredible, man. I think they're making a new Rambo, too. It's called Last Blood. Yeah. He's doing the fu- the finale. I love that Rambo is First Blood Part 1 and 2. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, First Blood, I mean, dude, look at that shit. It's just a veteran, and he doesn't have a car. He comes back from the war, and he's just walking mm-hmm. through a state. And these fucking racist cops who see some fucking Guinea, yeah. some freaking Italian, like, what are you doing in our state? Get the fuck out. And he's like, just passing through, officer. Well, he's like, yeah, he's like, yo. <laughs> and, he, and he's wearing his military garb. Yeah. 
And he's like, I'm just passing through, dude. I'm just, I'm literally just walking. And they keep bullying him till eventually in the end he snaps and he fucking goes predator. He turns into the predator basically yeah. and murders the shit out of the police force. This motherfucker. Then they actually send him to like <laughs> Vietnam again or whatever, right? Well, like, this motherfucker snipes a dude out of a helicopter and like <laughs> he like snipes the fucking helicopter pilot and the helicopter crashes. And then that guy who's basically uh, the colonel, who's mm-hmm. basically, man, I forgot the guy's name, Campbell. I think his name's Campbell or that's the guy's name from Metal Gear. He's basically like, yo, this guy's a fucking one-man army. Yep. Send his ass to fucking Afghanistan. Yep. Well, that was part three. Part yeah. three was my favorite. We had the tape as a kid. That's the one that starts off with him in that underground, like, <laughs> Taiwanese stick-fighting fight club. you know what I love, by the way, <laughs> is in Rambo, anytime when he decides it's time to kill everybody, he puts his bandana on Yeah. Well, that's the beginning of Rambo 3 is just like, it's almost like the beginning of... Batman and Robin, when you see like them suiting yeah. up and you yeah. see the corners, you see like him like lace his boots, tie his wrist straps, and Put the last no shirt one, on. <laughs> yeah, and the last one is like he like tightens his bandana, and then he fucking gets the the, the two sticks is a stick fight. Yeah, and they, then they play that weird game of polo where instead of a ball they have like a, a llama's dead body, but they're on horses. <laughs> have you seen that? No, I haven't. Rambo seen. three is the shit, dude. <laughs> Rambo three is my favorite. Anyways, but uh, I, you know I I wrote a cartoon. I wrote two two episodes of a cartoon that was about <laughs> it I, I it it's it's a lot to explain but it's about a guy named Ron Jambo and anytime <laughs> they call for John Rambo and he's busy he's the next guy they call and he's just this redneck secret agent and uh in every episode we show the mission that John Rambo's actually on and his first and mission bon is Jambo. to end teen pregnancy <laughs> and so he's just like killing kids at church and like all the places where we know everybody fucked you know when you're when you're young you know like yeah. every kid the that drive-in went to church theater was fucking, yeah 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 the but, bleachers uh, at school and shit um but like rocky the way the way that he wrote it cuz a lot of people don't know Stallone wrote and directed all of those films and starred in it. Yeah, and starred. So obviously, I could see the way the studios in the beginning are like, "Fuck you! You want to fucking act and write and direct? Like, dude, you're not some genius. You're just a freaking meathead actor. Shut up!" But he proved them wrong, and the movies like really tell a story. Like by number five, he's like, like he can't speak. He's like he'd slur the speech. He's starting his speech from all the years of concussions and shit, and yeah. he's kind of like. He's not all there. He's kind of like R-worded, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, How dare you? I mean, is that all right? <laughs> you can't imply the I can't bad even word. imply it. That's the funny way that people get around saying it. All right, my no. bad. But I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, it's only because Tommy and Christina on your mom's house used it. I was trying to be funny. My bad. He uh, was, he was, he had, he basically reversed developmental. He was punch drunk. He was punch drunk. He fucked his brain up. And that movie's crazy because. He doesn't glamorize his character in that no. movie. He is embarrassing um, and a mess. In the first movie, he loses. That's the thing, right? Like, he loses the big fight at the end. Does he? Yeah. He loses to Apollo. Yes. And, and the, the second movie, is, Apollo dies. Yeah, and then he, and that's... Is the third one Drago, or is the second one Drago? Four is Drago. Okay. I think two, I think two is Apollo Part 2. Which one's Hogan? Because one of them's Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. It's either two or three. <laughs> Holy shit! I'm pretty sure. Let me let me not lie. Uh, I'm pretty sure he loses in that first film, which is, which I thought, uh, it's either the first one or the second one. So that I may be wrong. God damn it! God damn it! 
Uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I don't think so because at the end, everyone's cheering and he's like, yo, Adrian, yo, Adrian. Yo, Adrian, I did it. I yeah, think it's because he, he survived the fight. That might be it, that he made it to the, the, that he made it to uh, the title let's fight. Let's see. Just go to... Uh, plot. Go plot. Rocky call it. Wait, hold on. As Creed's superior skills countered by Rocky's apparently unlimited ability to absorb punches and his dog refusal to let down. His final bell rings. Both fighters are locked in each other's arms and they... Promise oh, to each other that there will be no rematch. It's a tie. It's a tie. So they have a they have a fucking what's it called when you do that in Street Fighter? Double KO. Yeah. So okay, because I just remember he didn't win. It wasn't yeah. like this like ultimate thing. Um, you know the I just my bad. Um, in that movie, the girl the the girl he likes works at the pet shop, and I remember that, mm-hmm. which I thought that was super like cute that he keeps going to this pet shop because he wants to flirt with her, so he buys these fucking turtles. Yeah. You know he still has those turtles and they're alive. Jesus, yeah, turtles. I just saw he posted it on Instagram like yesterday, or I saw the post yesterday, and it was um, the two turtles that he bought in the movie are fifty years old. Jesus, or some shit like that. However many years it's been, and he still owns them. And there's because you know fucking turtles don't die. Yeah. Do you see that article about these people clean their house after ten years after losing their turtle, and they found they thought they lost their turtle. Ten years later, they're cleaning their house and they find their turtle still alive, living in the house, which was just like scavenging around behind something, <laughs> eating like bugs and shit. Like I don't know if that's a it can't it can't be true because I mean, where's it gonna get enough water? Yeah, but some people are slobs. Who knows if it was like by yeah. an AC vent and it was just living off just an AC living vent? In Mountain Dew, yeah, and shit, fucking <laughs> whatever's in there. Anyways, uh, so we're talking uh, Brightburn and uh, Blackcoat's daughter. Um, Sexual liberation and Rocky and Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, kids. Let, I'm gonna go into my Brightburn review. Um, we don't need to fucking worry about weeks. Our weeks are boring. I played uh, Dauntless. And at streamed. least let's say what we've been playing. At least I streamed some Hit Dauntless. Oh yeah, do it. We have a format. It's uh, been yeah right. We we are the formatless version of nerds. No, I don't have a lot to say, but I, I've been I've been playing a co- there's some game stuff I want to say yeah. real quick. So I played Dauntless, uh, that new Monster Hunter like light. I downloaded it. I watched a bunch of videos on it, and I'm so lazy. I haven't started it, but it looks awesome. It's fun. It, it's fun. It's very repetitive. It's Monster Hunter stripped down completely. There is it no... looks like Monster Hunter Fortnite. Yes. And there's no uh, like leveling little monsters to kill to get bones yeah, yeah. and do stuff. Well, some and, you some, literally some go of the in. bosses will drop like smaller. Yeah, but uh, they don't do anything. They just give you if you kill. So there's one boss that summons these old bat guys, and yeah, if you like kill the them, bosses. they give you a buff. Your next blank amount. Every, each one you kill gives so you. They don't attack you. They do, oh, okay. but you kill them, and they give you your next hit is empowered. And then you can stack them. So it'll be like your next eight hits are empowered if you kill eight of them. It's Monster Hunter for kids. Yes. And it's literally just a boss fight. Every time you drop in, you can mine and pick flowers and stuff that you need for potions. But the meat of that is you go kill one monster. How big are the maps? They're pretty big. And the cool thing is you get a flare that you can shoot up. So you all run in different directions. Then you shoot a flare up when you see it. You have to f- so you have to find it. Yeah. Because I saw that you have to find the monster. And then you have to engage it enough for it to flee to its battleground. Yeah. And okay, then you've already so, heard so it halfway. Yeah, so it's fucking Monster Hunter. And that doesn't start until the second tier of monsters. Like, normally you just fight them once oh, and they you, die. You, like, it's like you fight, just drop into an arena, find yeah. it. Because that's well, what... And it, no, you drop into the world, and then you okay. find it, and it doesn't run. You just kill it. That's fucking Monster Hunter, because yeah. Monster Hunter just, I mean... 
Dude, I was Monster, so annoyed at Monster Hunter, though, because it would run away like four times, and you're like, fuck yeah. you. Well, the problem with Monster Hunter, I think, because it was, honestly, it's almost, God, it's so good, but it's almost so good. The problem is, is the weapons feel like they have no range. Yes. It, I mean, yes. unless you're using the gun, you have the giant sword, and you're like two feet away from this thing, and you never hit it. You have to like, it's almost like you have to run up to the monster and like keep running towards it yes. until you know you're touching it and be the, flush. Dauntless has that a little bit. But it has like a spear that's really good with range, and it has these commas, like the chain commas. Yeah, I saw it has really fast. Are good. It has really fast. I saw the weapons are cool. It has cool weapons, and it has an empowered mode for each weapon. You build up like either you build up the bar, and then it tells you you can use this thing, and for a certain amount of time, you'll do a bunch of different moves and stuff. Or like the loaded axe, you, you use its power, and it puts all the canisters in, and then you can run. And if you instead of heavy attack, the you use those canisters for things. So uh, okay. You heavy attack, you'll fucking launch into the air, and then you can land on it and just go ham. Like Monster Hunter. Yeah. Remember that? You could yeah, do yeah, the, the same charge you, Yeah, you could, yeah. you could vault in the air and land on it. I mean, so, it, it sounds like what you said before was like it, it's cool, but you doubt you'll play it. Like me, I'll play a couple games, and that's mm-hmm. probably it. So maybe... Well, because <sighs> the loop is fucked up. Because you you have to fight a monster to get armor to fight that monster but it also the weapon counters another monster because it's fire and ice lightning and earth it's monster hunter dude yeah but like i'm at a point where i'm gonna have to farm shitty monsters that i don't have things for and i get beat up a lot because you want the better versions of things yeah and it's just monster it's a it's a grind yeah it's just grind the game so i mean but it is fun and it's free and all of the stuff is like cosmetics you can buy 15 levels with this pack, but the levels are Apex Legends levels or Fortnite levels where you unlock like a banner at this level. It doesn't oh, give you No, skill I'm not going to give them any cash. Fuck no. But I think it'll be fun. I mean, if so we do You want to know the worst part? What? There's no lock on. That's I mean, I think that sucks, but with a lot of these games, it usually is more efficient to not lock on. It's it is until you start getting to higher level guys and they literally charge around the room the whole oh. time. And you're like, you're spending a lot of time just turning. Yeah. I mean, I've, I got used to it, but like, it's annoying when a game is like Souls in the way that it's like this plotting, you know, kind of uh, meticulous combat that then doesn't have lock on. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe it might be fun if we maybe find a fun boss or two early game and, like, we link up, like... Because it's four people in the party. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, what would it hurt to stream, like, you, me, Keith, and, like, Candelori? Well... Making a team and just, hey, let's go kill two or three things just to make a quick video. If we're lucky, we can get into the server. There are 70,000 people queued. Oh, yeah, that's true. They've there already... a 10-minute wait the other day. They had a... Five million downloads in the first week. Yeah, I think in the first couple off. days. It's, it's going to be the next Apex. It's like the big thing, and then like so Apex fell off already. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, is Apex Fortnite is still, still big, but is, it's not bigger than Fortnite. Fortnite Fortnite's went back still, up. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I've seen kids. Because Fortnite opened up. I don't want to talk about Fortnite a lot. Uh, they opened up fucking crossplay on phones. You could play on your mobile phone and be playing with people on console. Yeah, which is so dumb. That's because my fucking nephews. I see them running around my fucking house, and my brother comes to visit, and they're playing Fortnite on like an iPhone, and they're can playing. Can you imagine getting grouped with two idiots on cell phones who suck balls, and then you're just dude, trying to have your group? And do they're anything. playing on Wi-Fi, yes. on someone's T-Mobile account while they're in a <laughs> Target, you know. Yeah. So they're just like appearing on the screen, flashing every now and then. God. 
The no. Dauntless does have crossplay with uh, PC at least on PS4. I don't. And I, no, it's and all platforms okay, are, okay. are. And so that's what people are happy that Sony was like, all right, because Sony's finally easing up a bit. And um, Dauntless is crossplay on all platforms that it's available on. So cool. if you're on Sony, you could play a PC and Xbox. And I'm assuming it's on Switch. No. I don't know if the Switch can handle it. So. Should Probably be able not. to, but. Uh, but Dauntless is all right. I'll stream more if I can get in. It's uh, the problem is it's like a ten minute wait just to get in, and then that's that's a bummer. Dude. If to just make the game its own game, and if if I have my own party, let me just play with my own party. So I'll tell you something. I've been playing shit because I literally don't want to play anything. Like I think about all the games I have, and none of them jump out. I did the thing that always happens to us, and you know, I email or I chatted you in Candelorian. I was like, I want to play a Souls game. I know, I saw that. Yeah, because what happens is, no, like nothing else makes me want to play it. I have my Steam account has like three hundred games on it, and I don't want to play any of them. Yeah, I turn them on. I'll play for like five minutes, and I'm like, I don't, I don't care. EverQuest was my thing. I maxed my character out, like one of them, and I was like, I'm done now because that game is fun. EverQuest two. Especially on the progression servers, but it's you can't play it solo really. Like they don't have a lot of solo content, and so it's like if I want to do anything, there's no fast travel. There's like teleports to like other continents you can do, but then you got to run wherever the fuck you got to go. Yeah. So it's like a it's 20 like Final minute run. Fantasy 12 and like the teleport stones. It's like yeah. you can't go to any save point. You can go to certain ones. Yeah. It's like teleporting in Dragon's Dogma. You're still gonna run God. for 15 minutes. Yeah. Though for some reason it didn't bother me in Dragon's Dogma because you could move game. it, you could yeah. move the fucking stones around. That's why. Yeah. Anyway, so I've been watching a ton of anime. Uh, I just started back on Naruto Shippuden because uh, I was 170 episodes in. And Oof! It's done now. I had stopped because I had caught up at the time. I was up to date, and I was like, I'm, I don't want to wait week to week, so I'm just gonna let it build up. And then five years went by, or longer than that. And then I just watch it, and I remember everything. Like I don't even need nice. a recap. Um, so I'm watching that. I've been watching like three or four episodes a day just because I love anime now again. Uh, and then that's it. Um, but I'm literally in that spot where I don't want to play anything. Even games that came out that I was excited for, like Pathfinder Kingmaker. I never even played it. I started it and I, it, I did the thing that all D and D games do to me where I got scared of the fucking character building and I like spent 45 minutes building a guy. And then I'm like, what if he sucks? Because D&D is like that. Yeah, that's the worst is when you start a game and you're excited to play. And then it's like, now create your dude or dudette or non-binary person. And um, and you realize, I can either rush through this and just make a knight. Yep, always for me. But then it's going to be the same as always, you know? Yes. So, and then you think, you're sitting there and you're like, do I want to play this guy for 50 hours? Yeah. Uh, or do am I, I going to have I a use side this, character? Do I use this fringe class? Well, the thing is always like, am I going to get a side character that is this class that I like better? You know what I mean? Yeah. That comes with... I'll get into something like that that I'm having a dilemma with the game I'm playing where it comes to I'm playing the game and I'm like, this is great. And then it goes... Now build your character, and I'm like, oh no! And I have to pause the game and spend more time watching YouTube breakdowns yep. of classes and class combination combo ability shit than I've played yet. And then I'm playing, and I'm like, did I make the right choice? And then later on, I see something that tells me you shouldn't have cho chosen a class until 20 hours in because that's when you should start choosing a class. <laughs> and 
that's what some of these like really heavy RPGs will like will lose me. Yeah. Like when some shit like Final Fantasy Tactics, when they're yeah. like, there's a job system and there's hundreds of there's like 150 characters and like, what do you want this person to be? A red mage, black mage, white mage, yeah, blue mage, knows? or a battle mage? How about a time battle mage? And it's like, bitch, do you have Fyraga? That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> all I want is Fyraga and haste. And it's just like it's 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 tough, but. I mean, that kind of stuff really pays off for, like, the nerds who put the work in, and they sit there reading stat pages. Well, I've been wanting to play another Diablo-like game, cause, but Grim Dawn came out with an expansion that I should be playing, but then I forgot all my builds, and I don't want to start over again. It's one of those things where I'm like, ugh. But, uh, so right now, I'm just in the zone of whatever. I, uh... Oh, I do have a house under contract right now, so I might be buying a house. I mean, wait, before you do the house thing, with your whole dilemma with choosing games is like, you have a lot of AAA and really big awesome games RPGs. You don't have a lot of kind of like pick up and play games. I don't like those kind of games. You don't like things mm-hmm. like Mega Man, Castlevania, nope. Mario, Castlevania Symphony of the Night I loved because it had RPG elements. There was a gear like mm-hmm. progression system. I like that. I have to have a carrot on a stick. And the carrots usually RPGs for me because I always find new weapons. But that's a gear. perfect combination. Symphony of the Night is one of the. It's one of my favorite games of all time. It's amazing. It's, it's really on, good. It's on PlayStation date, Network. Date game. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta see this. You're yo, gonna lose your mind. Yo, we're gonna go, look, pretty girl. We're gonna go to my house. I'm, we're gonna go to my room. I'm gonna show you something. You're not gonna believe this shit. <laughs> she was like, "This fool's and about she's, to give me." Yeah, she's like, beat. "Oh shit." <laughs> if you guys don't know, I don't even know how far to go back, but it's funny. It was the first. Um, I think it's one of the first off weeks. Nerd, one yeah. of the first off weeks, yeah. Um, Maybe no, it might be one of your first appearances on Nerds, which is it like might episode be. three or four. Yeah, spoiler warning. It's just basically I went on a modest date with a girl once, and I was like super excited to show her something, and she's like, "Oh my god, show me!" And my my stupid <laughs> ass, who can never take cues. Proceeds to take this girl to my house. I'm like 21, 20, 21. I take this really pretty, red-haired girl, fair-skinned, beautiful girl. We have pizza. We go to my room, and I'm like, you got to see this. And she's like, what? And she gets on my bed. She's wearing a skirt. She gets on my bed and crosses her legs, and she goes, well, show me. My ass proceeds to pop in Castlevania Symphony of the Night and play like the first 45 minutes. (laughs) Of the game. You're like, what is a man? And I'm like, did you no. see that? Shit? Yeah, I was like, yo, a, misly, a miserable pile of secrets. And I show her the game, and I remember stopping when the music, when the music's like, like the fucking, yeah. and when you get into the castle, mm-hmm. and, I, and I just stopped. I looked at him like, yo, you hear the music, yo? This shit is really good. <laughs> she was like, and get she, me and the she, fuck dude, out she of just, here. she just, like, God bless her heart, because she just looked at me. Like it, she wasn't like smiling and super ecstatic, but she looked at me like, and like she's like, "It's nice," and I was just, dude. And you she, still didn't. Catch I did it. not know. <laughs> I made her. I made her watch until I got to Slagra and Ratha, whatever the first yeah. boss, the two monsters. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then that was it. And then I'm like, well, that's about it. You know, it's getting about four thirty, five o'clock in well, the morning. No, no, no. Oh, PM. It was an afternoon date. <laughs> and I was like, "Alrighty, well, see ya," <laughs> and proceed to. Uh, I mean, I did. I was like, I did get like a pop kiss, 
but that's because I initiated the pop kiss, which yeah. I probably could have. But um, yeah, my dumbass, I've done so many stupid things like that. As we all have. Everybody has. I'm sure. I'm sure everybody has fucking wild ass stories. Like I have the same kind of stories because I Dude. was very insecure and very uh, like I didn't like myself, so <laughs> I never thought anyone else would like me. So like I have many stories of people openly being like, "What's up?" and me being like, "Yeah, what's up, man?" <laughs> like, yeah, all right, you're cool. And then later, someone's like, "Yeah, that person wanted to fuck you. You hung out like eight times." And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I thought we were just like friends. Yeah, like the thing I told you before. Like there was like years ago, there was this girl that I hung out with like half a dozen times. We would kiss and we really liked each other. And she's like, "You should come to my place." And I go to her place. We stay up till like three in the morning. <laughs> drinking and having fun and talking and like kissing and stuff and she's like it's too late for you to drive you've been drinking and she's like you can sleep in my bed tonight but you're not but you're not getting laid we're not having sex and i was like okay no problem i'll sleep on the floor she's like no sleep in my bed she proceeds to take her pants and her shirt off just sleep in her panties and then she's like you're gonna sleep in your jeans don't put your jeans And you're in my there bed. like, motherfucker, you said no sex. Yeah, I'm trying to keep she, myself. And, yeah, dude. And I'm just like, okay, fine. And I'm like, I get in the bed and she's like, but you're not getting laid though. And I'm like, okay. So I lay in the bed and I wake up in the morning and leave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I called her back for like another date to hang out and she was like, eh, I'm busy. And it was <laughs> like, oh, I think she was like. But the thing is, is you can't fuck around like that. You can't. No, no, you, no, no. You can't play hard to get like that anymore. I mean, this was this was maybe nine years ago or so, maybe almost ten. Yeah, I'm 34. I was probably 20, 24, 25. You can't say some shit like you're not getting. I'm not. Have, we're not having sex, bitch. Then I'm leaving. I'm or I'm. Can I yeah. sleep in the couch? I'm gonna be in a locked room. Yeah, by myself. dude. Yeah. Like I'm not doing it. And, well, that was, and I mean, even back then, like. In your brain, because I've been in the same situation, I've slept in a bed with someone and they're like, I'm not interested in having sex. And I was like, okay. And then I rolled my back to them and went to bed. And then later they'll be like, you didn't even try. And I was like, motherfucker, you said yeah. no. So like you said, I'm like, not interested. You're lucky I didn't. we didn't sleep head to toe. Yeah. Like <laughs> you know if you mean? say you're not interested, I'm not going to attempt. That's the world that like I never understood. Like I have friends who are like, no, no, no. I understand it. Just unfortunately, it needs to be expressed beforehand. Where the other person says, look, I'm interested, but I may want to play around and be like, no. But I mean, yes. I'm interested, but I don't want to admit that I'm interested because the world makes me feel like a slut. Exactly. And and that's fine. Yeah. But the thing is, for me, I'm like, I'm a person. And if someone tells me I'm not interested, I'm going to respect that. Like, I don't care. Yeah. Well, I mean, it takes away part of the allure and the draw. Like, even the girl I'm kind of I'm, I'm dating now is like likes to say things like, I don't want you to ask. I just want you to take me in your arms and dominate. You know, not on, on some crazy shit, but like, I'm like, I can understand that because I know you and I've known you for over a decade. Yeah. But like, you can't just like, girls who like go out on a date with a dude or like, who just want them to like, I just want this guy I met to just kiss me. It's like, and it's like, that guy doesn't know if it's okay to do that. Yeah, I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. And they're like, he's not spontaneous and, and he's not like enth- enthralling. And it's like, nah, bitch. I'm just trying to, like, I've got three webcams that I placed in this bar before I got in just yeah. to make sure. And I've got heat-sensitive gloves that will take DNA from anything I touch. My hands have been in my pockets. <laughs> like, when I'm walking through bars and stuff, dude, and I walk through crowds of people, I put my hands up in the sky. Same thing, if I'm in a Publix and I'm walking through an alley and some kids are walking down, I put my hands up in the air 
and I shimmy like I'm a firefighter. Maybe scream, hands up, don't shoot. <laughs> no. Um, I'll tell you, uh, when I was single, and always, I've always been like this, I'm a very slow mover because I don't know when it's appropriate to touch people. So I just go like, I'll figure it out. And then like eight, nine dates in, people are like, I got to ask you, why don't you touch people? <laughs> they're like, I don't know. Do you want, if you want me to, like, I'm not just going to assume you do. I know you're here because you're interested, but that doesn't mean you're sexually interested. That means you're potentially sexually interested. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you've got to, you got to say something. Yeah. It's weird. Like, last one I'll say is, you know, this is about a little bit before the last girl, like, probably about 10 years ago, is I used to play a lot, like, a lot. Twice a week, I would play open mics and stuff. I was a musician. And I would play often, four nights a week, my bad. Two different locations, twice a week. And I was like a local open mm-hmm. mic folk guitar guy. I was probably 20, 23, 22. And I met this girl named Carrie. And we I used to call her Carrie Moral because she's like, my name's Carrie and I'm here for moral support. <laughs> and she was uh, 26, red hair, thick, taller than me super fine and she would always come to the open mics and she was like super like nice about mm-hmm. like oh your music's dope you're super cool and she'd hang out and she'd be like my, my name's carrie and i'm here for moral support she was basically saying she was a groupie yeah and she, and and that don't mean that derogatorily no no, no. she was saying she was by, following like, by, she'd come by see the you. end of this no not even for me just she oh. liked musicians oh got it so like by the end of this whole thing i found out from like multiple other musicians one of them was even a girl like she would hook up with all the, ah. so she had hit me up and was like, "You should to- like, would you be down to come over to my place, my apartment, and like maybe play me some songs?" And I'm like, "Sure, I my I take my ass to this beautiful girl. I'm 22 or 23 years old. I drive to this girl's house, dude. I get into her place. She's super cool. She has like an easel with like a half finished painting of like a flower <laughs> vase. She's got like you know like some weed rolled up in a corner, and she's yeah, got like yeah. she's got artsy shit. She's got like a little pottery spinner with the foot thing. <laughs> you know, I'm like, oh, this girl's cool. Yeah. I proceed to sit down with my four pack of natty ice and roll myself a blunt and play her a couple songs while she's just sitting on the couch watching me with her hands on her cheek. Right, and then you're like, "All right, well, that was a no." Listen, dude, listen. I promise you, I promise this, dude. And we hang out, and I'm like, "You have a really nice place." And like, she like gets closer to me, and I'm like, "That's cool." And I smoke the blunt, and I'm drinking the beers, and then I'm like, "Well, it's getting kind of late," and (laughs) and I I'm like, "All right, you know, I pack up my guitar, my amp, and I go to leave." Now she lived like in this like apartment in a shitty area yeah, of town yeah. by the train tracks and shit and we we walk downstairs she follows me across the street because i was parked like across the street on the road still like you know like yeah and i'm just there like man i wonder why she's still here this chick is just following me like is this motherfucker really <laughs> late like what because she and she's really beautiful yeah and She's just standing there like by my car as I'm putting on my shit. And I'm like, thank you so much. That was so much fun. See you at uh, the Chocolate Moose on Tuesday? And she's like, yeah, I'll I'll be there. And I'm like, all right. And I give her a hug, right? And she like hugs me like kind of hard. And then she gives me a kiss on like my cheek. And then a kiss on my neck. And I'm like, oh, that's so sweet of her. I'm like, damn, she's so pretty, dude. Right? And I'm like, well... You know, see you Tuesday. And I remember pulling out in my truck, dude, and looking at my rear view, and this bitch is just standing in the road looking at my car drive away. 
I promise you, dude, on our friendship. And she's like watching me drive away, and I'm driving away, dude. And I swear, it didn't hit me. This one was a little quick. Hit me as I'm getting home. You're I'm like, like oh, oh <laughs> shit. Because she, at one point, after like I played her the music, yeah. she was like, oh, my God, it was even better like here with you doing it. This is so cool. You gave me a personal concert. And like she gave me the tour, which was basically her living room, yeah, yeah. her kitchen, her art corner, and her bedroom. Mm-hmm. And her bed was mad nice, super giant, and she had candles in her fucking room. That were lit. 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 <laughs> and I was like, girls like candles. It smells nice in here. <laughs> smells like cinnamon and shit. You know what I mean? Listen, and she, dude, you know what that is. But you know what's funny is I wouldn't step over the threshold of the bedroom. Yeah. Because I won't do certain things. Even now, when people tell me, you'll tell me, or a friend will tell oh, me. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you. The door's Come in. Yeah. And I'm like, no, you have to it's, open yeah. it, and you have to tell me You're to walk in. No, it's vampire <laughs> rules, bro. And also, you do not step over the threshold of someone's room, especially if it's do, a girl. No, because it's, dropping, it's rude. <laughs> but my stupid ass did this whole shit, and I get home, and I'm like, I think she was trying to smash, dude. Right? <laughs> So I go, she wasn't there Tuesday, she wasn't there Thursday. Eventually, she had come around and she was like cool with me, saying, oh, hey, what's up? But like not as affectionate. And I talked to my boy, spoken word Jay, and my other buddy Mike, and this other girl I knew, Lisa, and this other dude. And they were like, yeah, carries the shit. Like, And I was like, did, did you guys go kick it with her? And they're like, yeah. And like the dudes were like... Yeah, dog, I went to her crib and, like, she asked me to, like, basically perform what I do here. And then, like, we had some fun. And I was like, (laughs) oh, shit. And then the girl Lisa told me because we were, like, I remember I was hanging out with her. But she was into girls. Yeah. And I remember smoking a a joint with her and this other friend of mine. And I can say these names. These names are long. There's no last. They're not going to last. And uh, she brought it up. And I could tell halfway through the story when she's like telling me, telling me yeah. and this other friend a story about like this hookup she had with this girl, and she, and she you know why was she brought up the the pottery thing, the, oh, spin, the spinning pottery thing, and I was like, was she a redhead? And she's like, yeah. And I was like, oh shit, <laughs> what did I do? Oh, you know what I would love though is if, if this story was actually them telling you, yeah, we had fun afterwards. You're like. Me too, dude. We smoked some weed. We had some no. beers. Like you still don't get it. You're like, I had a lot of fun with her too. She's I, such but a the sweet thing is, girl. Is I did, but my favorite part of it it's to this day is when feet. no, is is when I was putting the amp in my car because the amp was like yeah. kind of heavy, and I was noticing why is this bitch standing behind? Like you're kind of crowding <laughs> me, and I, I thought it was kind of creepy because she was standing there kind of with like a blank look. She was just like. <laughs> Like almost like like the way she was standing looked like, are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And I was like, well, see you later. <laughs> see you later. Well, but, but that's the thing but too. Why that's what I was saying. Why didn't she say anything to me? Why didn't she say, hey, I th- this is nice and I like and I I find this attractive. Yeah. And something. do you think I'm pretty? Yeah. But you know, like, uh, okay. But why? Why was I? Why? I was always like that, but that's because in my mind I was like. This person's not interested in me. They are super out of my league. Like, there's zero percent chance. I'm like, you're older. You're super hot. You yeah. have great skin, beautiful hair. Your body's amazing. What are you dealing and with you're me like, for? Creative. Like, you got all this stuff going for you. I was it's also like, younger. I my no, skin no. What I mean so is bad. like, 
Oh, yeah. Because she's you're like, your house is shit. fucking dope. You got all this stuff. You're painting. Like, you've probably got. You're in college for yeah. some bullshit art degree. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. you're living the life. Uh, I'll tell one last one. It's brief. <laughs> I went on, hung out with this girl like two or three times. And then the last time we went out to dinner and I was dropping her off. And I hadn't tried to touch her. I, I hugged her like once, you know? And she's like, it was like one o'clock in the morning on a work night. <laughs> and she's like, do you want to come lay in the hammock with me? And I was like, oh, it's really late. <laughs> <laughs> and then I went, home and went to sleep. And I told my best friend the next day, like, it was a good day. Afterwards, she wanted to, like, hang out more and, like, hang out in the hammock. And he was like, are you fucking crazy? And I was like, what? <laughs> he's like, she was trying to smash. I'm like, in a hammock? <laughs> fucking a hammock. It's going like, to break. He's like, no, the hammock is because when you lay in a hammock, you're automatically touching the other person. Like, and also, you're automatically going to roll on top of yeah. each other. And you're going to have to, she, like, she's going to get in the hammock next to you and roll on top of you and be like, whoops. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and it's just so funny. Because then later, I was like, oh. And then same thing. I, like, hit her up later. And she's like, yeah, the thing is, I'm, like, super busy for the rest of my life. Goodbye forever. <laughs> and I was like, oh. All right. <laughs> It's funny when you miss those chances and you call them back like, hey, you want to hang out again? Because you missed your shot. And they're like, I'm busy. Well, because like, then they recognize they're out of your fucking league because yeah. they realize you're a fucking goomba. You're a fucking you're pleb. Like, <laughs> you're like, hey, but speaking of hammocks, we know a guy that likes to ask people to hang on in hammocks. <laughs> Damn it. Um, anyways, so what have you been playing? And then let's get into okay, our shit because so, we're like really um, far in here. No, yeah, we were like, we'll do a short episode because I was feeling shitty. Cause we're I at 53 minutes. I didn't sleep last night because I was watching um the, the, the movie that Aaron told me to watch. I watched it. And th- this is actually maybe the third or fourth movie since 2003-ish that gave me the Donnie Darko effect where when it finished, I said nothing. Yeah. I just restarted it. You know the thing about Donnie Darko? That was, it came out in 03 or 02. I think it was 03. I think it was filmed in 2001. Yeah, yeah. It didn't come out until 2 or 3. Yeah, and I worked at Blockbuster, and I just saw the cover, and I'm like, this is weird. And it had, like, Drew Barrymore and, like... uh, Motherfucking Roadhouse. Yeah, uh, Patrick Swayze. Patrick Swayze, dude. So it's, like, weird. This looks like a horror movie, and I just grabbed it and watched it. It fucking blew my mind, obviously. And then I went to the website. Did you get the VHS? No, I had a DVD. The DVD? And went to a website, and it had like a puzzle like the website was i a remember series that of and puzzles. it would play the mm-hmm. like it would play weird sound cues from the score yeah and it would tell you new things like it had more info about the plane whose engine fell off that was his mom's plane like all this stuff i couldn't finish it i thought i finished it and then later i read online people were like no it went like way deeper and you find other stuff yeah but yeah I, I did the same thing as with donnie darko the first thing that ever happened was i caught the last like five seconds of the commercial one time on tv that showed frank yeah. The bunny? Yep. And I heard a little bit of the sound cue. I saw Frank the bunny for a second, and then it said Donnie Darko, and I was like, what the fuck was that? What the fuck was yeah. that? And I forgot the name of it, and I remember watching TV being like, what was that thing? What was that thing? It looked so cool. And back in those days, there was a Blockbuster still available, and I was... I would every Friday I would peruse Blockbuster. That's yep. how I saw a one lot of the of, greatest things to do ever. Ever. Every Friday night, baby, get pizza and go to Blockbuster and peruse it. And that was bef- dude, that, it was real life Netflix where you yeah. like you know how you go through and you watch the trailers, but in this you get to literally physically but hold. You had to commit. Yeah. Because you had to pay and take it home and your ass better watch it because it's four it's five bucks to rent it, but the late fee is thirty seven dollars an hour. <laughs> no. The no. I'll tell you the truth. <laughs> Blockbuster's late fees were pretty fair. Originally they were like ninety nine cents a day. Which it was like was two, like, three bucks a day, right? Well it was ninety nine cents a day. Then they were getting too many complaints because people would forget them. And so they were doing weekly and then five day two day, five day and seven day rentals. 
they would just re-rent it. So you would pay four twenty three and get you know. And if you it. missed over a day, it's like fuck it. Well, I got four more days with it exactly. anyways. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I went to a blockbuster, and uh, that's how I watched a lot of weird anime too. Is is watch I read anime and horror films. Yeah. I came across it, and I was like, holy fuck, this is that thing I saw. Yeah. And I rented Donnie Darko, and I looked in the front. I saw Drew Barrymore. Yeah. And that was when she was mature now, because before yeah, that, yeah, when, yeah. I remember when Drew Barrymore was a psychotic teen mm-hmm. in her 20s. Well, she was a when child she was star, like, and yeah. that's what all, happens Yeah, all she was like drinking and smoking when she was like 12 at mm-hmm. like Hollywood parties. Like back when she was like flashing Letterman on, on his table yeah. and shit, and she was super hot and crazy and on cocaine. Gosh, you know, the funny thing about Drew Barrymore so is she just always had the sweetest personality and voice. Like when you'd see interviews, you're just like... Even though, like, even when she was like wild and crazy Hollywood, you also were like, you're probably like a really good friend. Like, you could like see like <laughs> you're probably the best friend to like call when you're sad because her know, voice maybe. is so sweet. But uh, and she has that way of talking. Kristen Wiig does an amazing Drew Barrymore impression. By the way, who's that? That's the girl from Ghostbusters. That's the yeah, the SNL she does, bridesmaids. She yeah. does a, a Drew Barrymore. Yeah, she also does an Imogen Heap one that I can't find, but people are saying it's amazing too. Imogen Heap's not too bad. I love Imogen Heap. They got some good music. Dude. But anyways, I digress. Because love... we will get back to the movies. Uh, so, um, Oh, wait. So what have you been playing? And then let's get into our okay. shit. So first with the games is I did something very irresponsible, which was... You got a game pregnant. Um, I got a what? <laughs> you got a game pregnant. I, I fucked Mortal Kombat 11. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, so basically, I there have been some massive sales on the PlayStation Network. Mm-hmm. Did you see any of them? No, I'm just watching Lulu stick her face <laughs> in your face. That's what she does to me. Lulu every is day. literally like inches from my face, like with her mouth by the mic, as if she wants to talk. And she won't look at you. That's the crazy <laughs> thing. She side eyes. She like. Anyways, so um, <laughs> so uh, there was there was these intense sales on the PlayStation Network. There was um, a digital only sale. The yeah. Games that are only digital, and dude, the games were like ninety percent off. You know what I realized they had now is Rogue Galaxy. Uh, I forgot that they were porting it to PS4. It's been on for years. Yeah, it's been since like 2017. But I want to buy that game every time I see it. You know why I won't buy it? It's like 30 bucks or 20 bucks. No, permadeath. Perma? No, no, that's Rogue Legacy. Oh. And Rogue Legacy is great because it's not really permadeath. You get reborn and your your progress, like you've opened the map and you have the teleports. But That's the Capcom RPG, right? Yeah, that's Rogue. Then Rogue Legacy is the old PS2 JRPG. So what's Rogue Galaxy? Rogue Galaxy is a little roguelike. Oh, that's the one where the changes the character. Rogue Galaxy is the RPG. Rogue Legacy Legacy. is the character. Oh yeah, that game's awesome. I've had it since PS3 because it was a free PS. Yeah, yeah. And when you get PS4, I think it's free. I have I have Rogue Legacy and I, I have Rogue Galaxy on PS2, but I don't. Who's gonna fucking plug in a PS2? The problem is I almost bought it, but it's letterboxed. Oh, that sucks. Like, they did the thing when they when I was trying to play uh, Final Fantasy twelve again on my PS3, and it yeah. was, like, so small. I was like, ew. And then they finally did the re-release, which you have been playing. Yeah. So, basically, I bought a bunch of shit, um, and then there was another developer sale. There was an Ubisoft sale. And so, in the in the indie game sale, I bought, man, a bunch of stuff. I bought Yotun, which is spelled Jotun. Yeah. J-O-T-U-N. Yotun, which is basically... The higher god monsters of like uh, Scandinavian lore, like Thor and Freya and shit, and uh, it's really cool. It's kind of like top down Diablo style. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Um, I also bought Guacamelee just because it was 
It was like $3, Guacamelee Super Turbo Champion Edition. I also bought these games called Doodle God and Doodle Devil. They're like phone games. They're just kind of like these match concept elemental mixture games, whatever. And then on the EA sale, I bought Hitman Game of the Year Edition for like, it was like $10, which is a really good deal because that's a really fucking cool thing. Uh, Then also the Castlevania Anniversary Collection came out. Which is a pretty fucking big deal, man. Because we get Castlevania 1, 2, 3, and Kid Dracula, which are all from the Nintendo Entertainment System. We get two of the Game Boy Castlevanias. The, not the GBA ones? Like the original no, Game Boy? No, the original okay. Game Boy, like Castlevania Adventure and shit. Uh, then we get Cas- Super Castlevania 4 from the Super Nintendo. Shit. And Castlevania Bloodlines from the Genesis. So you're getting four Nintendo games, two Game Boy games, a Super Nintendo game, Mm -hmm. and a Sega Genesis game on a fucking PlayStation. Yeah. That's fucking nuts, dude. The one that was Symphony of Night and Dracula X as well. Yes, that was called the Requiem Collection. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying, man. If you want, like, if you don't, some of these games are intimidating that you have because it takes forever. Fucking if you if you have the scratch, drop twenty bucks and get the Requiem collection just to get Rondo of Blood, which is really too difficult. Don't you play it. You know, there was a game I was looking at, but I'm buying a house, so it's like I am trying to game? save all my money. But there's a game called Druid Stone that came out and it's by the guys that did Legend of Grimrock. How much is the game? It's thirty bucks. But I'm like right now I'm just trying to save every penny. Yeah, save every penny, fuck it. But I love Legend of Grimrock. Legend of Grimrock's a first person RPG where you like move tile by tile through a dungeon old might and magic style yeah and you have like all your characters you select them and then do their things on the screen it's all real time real time strategy yeah but first person um and it's really good it's really puzzle based and whatever sounds scary for me i don't think i could do it it's tough it's probably because it sounds really difficult yeah it is uh the good thing is you can pause technically if you don't move nothing will happen Oh, like, that's dope. Everything freezes. That's what I love about old Final Fantasy games. Yeah. When, like, if you're fighting, like, Emerald Weapon in Final Fantasy VII, and it's your turn, you can go, like, take a shower. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you know, or make yeah. a sandwich, or take a shit. You're fine. Well, but- Druid Stone is their version of a tactical RPG, and it's it has no story, really. Like, that's the thing, is it's like a challenge mode. Each fight is a puzzle. And the clock moves as you move. Yeah. That's why it doesn't move. If you're not moving, it doesn't move. Yes, because you're figuring out how to properly attack the situation. But that's weird. Then how the fuck are enemies attacking you if they can only attack well, you when you're moving? you get a turn. If you take your turn, basically... Okay, so it's turn-based. Yes, but... Well, I think if they're in front of you, they can attack automatically. But what is, they move tile by tile, too. Every move you make, they move one. Okay, so as long as you're... Out yeah. of range of an attack, yes. it'll pause itself. Okay. So the Castlevania collection is really amazing. It's eight games. The collection's 20 bucks. It's fucking great. The controls are switched backwards, which really sucks. You can't oh, switch annoying. it. Yeah, like square is jump and X is whip. Ugh. But if you do triangle circle, triangle's whip and circle's jump. But, s- but still, but still, uh, if you do triangle circle, triangle is whip and circles jump. But bitch, can I just can you give me a options? Can you yes. just in the options? Excuse me. X to jump, square to attack. Now, Duh. You, now you here's a fix: is you can do it because you can go into your PlayStation 4's menu, select, and you can switch your buttons on your PlayStation Four, 
And you can make your start button, your circle button, and your L2 button, your square button. Yeah, but that's for every game after that. Exactly. <laughs> so if like you can switch it, but you have to realize it's for, it's forever until you change it back. Yeah. So that was a thing that was pretty dope. I'm sure there's other things. So there's other games as well. Yeah, there's a fighter. Yes, Fighting EX Layer, which is by Arika, and we brought it up last time I was here. Arika was the company that Capcom sublet to make a Street Fighter EX game back in the day. Yep. They made three of them, where they made Street Fighter characters and they added other characters, characters like Alan Schneider, Skullomania, Darren Meister, a bunch of shit. Skullomania really cool- is the coolest character, though. Skullomania is dope, dude, because he's like skull. He's basically dude in a skull suit. Yeah. And, he- and he's basically what this he was a motorcycle helmet. No, that's the motorcycle helmet person who looks like him is Akira from Rival Schools. Oh, you're right, you're right. But Skullomania is a dude in like basically like a green man suit from. Yes, he wears like the (laughs) Halloween costume. It's like a Halloween costume, poly like polyester green man suit with a scarf. And um, his finisher is Akuma's finisher, basically low punch, low punch, forward, low kick, high punch. But he does a cool, fun thing, and his character is actually basically a Sentai warrior. Okay. Uh, yeah, not, yeah, like not, a Power not, Ranger. Like a Power Ranger type yeah. fighter guy. So his moves are kind of like that. So they put a game out of just those characters, and it's called... Oh, minus F- the Street Fighter characters. Minus the okay. Street Fighter characters. Because they own those characters. Yeah, but that's cool. Pe- peep this dope shit. So it's called Fighting EX Layer. The whole fighting game community does not understand why they didn't just call it Fighting Layer EX, because then we could have called it Flex. Okay, yeah. Because now we have to call it Fexel. Yeah. And that's freaking stupid. Yeah, you're right. Flex. <laughs> but um, Flex would have been dope. Yeah, it would have been dope. But but um, what they did do is they they did a deal with SNK and you can buy Terry Bogard. That's awesome. Yeah, he's fucking dope, dude. I mean, they changed up his, his like, some of his, his, one of his finishers has a weird input, which is fine. But what I will say is is that um, the sound design is crazy good. The punches are really deep, really thick. The music's great. The graphics are awesome. It looks better than most of the fighters out. Only problem is is that it's really tight. It's really hard. And there's not a lot of content other than just fighting. Yeah. So it's like really, really hard. It's kind of like a hardcore uh, game to get into. So um, I deleted the Resident Evil 2 install file. I forgot to bring you back your disc. <laughs> I'm not going to be playing that. I bought it and I was like, I'm never going to play I'm this. I'm sorry I unsealed it. Because, oh, that's fine. I mean, I don't think there's any worth. No, it's just one of those it. games that I didn't even unseal because I'm like, I'm going to have to sit down and I'm going to have to be in a place to play this and I'll never yeah. be in that place. Well, I, I started looking not up right stuff. Not right now. I'm just too stressed. I started looking up stuff and it's, um, it's. It's like a patient, slow-ass fucking... It's like a Resident Evil game. Yeah. It's not like the ones I like, like 5 and 6, where they're kind of creepy, but you are kind of like, boom, combat. Like, yeah, no, no, bitch, classic, this is... but also the zombies are faster and take more shots. Yeah, and this one, I mm. mean... I say that, but I'm pretty sure in the old Resident Evil, you had to shoot a zombie like 80 are you times. Fu- yeah, dude, the same thing as the old ones. Like, yeah. you have to conserve ammo... Like there's there's strategies out there where people are like use your knife as much as possible. Yeah. Here's the hack with the lizards. Use your knife to get this many hits off before they lick and whatever because ammo's really low unless you put it on stupid baby mode, you know, and yeah. stupid idiot baby mode makes you feel like an idiot for playing. Yeah. It. Like you know when the game is like when you play a game and it's like choose normal if you want to experience the game as it's balanced. Choose hard for veterans. Choose easy if you just want to experience the story. Yeah. That means 
fucking smash square. Yeah. So anyways, all those things. Um, I'm sure there's a couple more games because I, I really went on a tear and bought a bunch of games. I bought like I think three or four more fighting games, older ones. Uh, and um, But anyways, so I didn't know what to do last night and I realized I need to start a real game again. So I put in Final Fantasy twelve, and I put about five or six hours in last night. And it's, you know, last time I played it was a while on the PS2, where it's brutal to look at. Yeah. Oh, no, it's still gorgeous to me. On PS2, it's... It's just muddy. It's just a little it's muddy. It's muddy. It's one of the best fuck. looking games on PS2, though, because it's the last game on the... on the. No way, dog. Final Fantasy X smokes that game. No, I like the art style in uh, t- uh, twelve better. The art style is cool, but the, the textures, because ten is hand-drawn, bro. Mm. Go back and look at screens, dude. I watched, I played Final Fantasy X on PS4 the other day. Ooh, such a good game. Good. It, it's amazing. No, no, graphics-wise. I, I think, I think 12, the remake is better. Did you play 12, the remake? Yeah, I beat it. You beat the, you beat the 12 remake? Yeah, I got the fucking Steelbook, baby. Oh, word, because that's what I'm playing now is the remake, and it looks fucking great. It looks great, and I'm it's... I'm just saying, on, on the PS2, yeah, I, I haven't played 10 it. looks better yeah. on PS2 than 12 does. It's a lot cleaner. Because they did a different thing. Because like, it's all it's all pre-rendered hands-on. Yeah, exactly. They're basically JPEGs. Yeah. In the backgrounds. This shit's all 3D rendered art. Yeah. But 12 looks amazing now. Yeah, they really cleaned it up. It, they did a lot to that shit. It's such a good game. The problem with that game for me is... I you, Did you ever beat it? No. Okay. The story takes a humongous shit at the end, but it's so good throughout. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I figure because I heard it's like a lot of politics because there's like twelve judges you got to get through, and not really. You don't even fight them. You don't fight all twelve. No, thank God. Because I'm like, ugh, I'm sure at one point that yeah, it's gonna I've, be like go hunt all the judges, and then it's no. Like, I figured at one point if I have to kill twelve, I'm like, there's gonna be one boss fight that's fight three at once. There's one I think you fight two at once, and it's one of the only times you fight judges, and that's fine. And the coolest thing, you know who one of the judges is, right? No, don't tell me shit. I know okay. one of them is Bosch's twin. They tell you that in yeah. the first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. tell you that in the first fucking three hours. Don't tell me nothing, dude. Because this is no. Don't tell no, me. No, I anything. won't. I won't. I won't. I won't. No, because I'm excited because it got I, spoiled I, for me, I, and I, I was really, like, "That's really cool." But I would have loved to have just fucking figured out. I really liked the game, and I I remember liking the Gambit system a lot. I remember my downfall was finding a really good place to farm and spending like 15 hours farming in one space like yes, an idiot. the part where you farm Phoenix Downs and kill that boss over and over again no, when you're alone part, as Vaughn. The part where you are in a subway and there's mobs of like oh, 70 yes. skeletons at a time. Yep, and you could just wait for them and, and you just put them on auto battle, yeah. And, and you can actually like mash them. And bec- because there's a save crystal nearby... So you can mash like three mobs, hit the save crystal for free HP and yeah. and um, MP regeneration, which is something that I love when Final Fantasy games do that. But they make people like me grind. And I lose did. Interest. I grind. I grind in that spot for six hours one day. Yeah, and I just played. There on, are some of them that I played don't. Netflix on my phone, and I just ran back and forth and let it happen. Yeah, there are some Final Fantasy games that don't do that. Yeah. Where they go, oh, you saved? Cool, you saved. Yeah, you have but to use your, a tent. But your, your HP is still 120 out of 600. Yeah, you have to use a tent and, and yeah. those ones. You yeah, you have to use a tent and your merchant is mad far away. Oh, you want to use a teleport crystal? You have three. Yeah. And you're 30 hours into the game because those things cost 60,000, Yeah, you know, what are they called? Gil? 12 is a great game. I love that game. I'm, no, I'm That's really... My I'm, so I'm super enjoying it. So this is where I am. I've got Balthier and Fran. Mm-hmm. 
I shouldn't say that. Okay, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I've got Balthier and Fran. I like Wabbits. And um, we snuck into the castle. I mean, like, we're in the sewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so you're oh, in the beginning. I, no, I know where I am now. We we fought the fire main and then the big spider yeah. boss. Yeah, yeah. And then we made it back to Rabinaster. And then and then I saved. Down. Yeah. And I saved. So I don't know. Oh, well, you played it before. I don't remember. Oh, okay. I played it before when it launched. You know what I didn't like about that game is I hated that Vaughn was the guy you do the perspective of most of and the time. he's a bitch. He's annoying. And Pinello's annoying. Like, get rid of both of them. Ash oh, no. and Bosch, Bosch are awesome. Ash? Ash, the queen. You mean the queen, Ash? Yeah, the one whose husband She's dies. She's dead. She killed herself. Ah oh, man, you've played the game. She's I don't a remember. Main character. She's no, she's not. That's um. Oh, is Ash the fucking female assassin? Yes. Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> that's because they said it. They said uh, it's been two years since she killed herself because she was so griefed by yeah. his loss. And I was like, dumb bitch, Romeo and Juliet <laughs> shit. Let my friend kill himself. I'm not gonna kill myself. I'm gonna go out and seek vengeance. That's that's all right. Yeah, and I'm not even mad. Her name's like it three syllables, but yeah, yeah. She, so you, she's you, going you know what's crazy name. is she's dressed almost exactly like lightning. Yeah, she is basically proto lightning. Um. Anyways, twelve is fucking great. I love that game, but so, I never got all the summons and all that stuff. Uh, the international license board is really great. So here's the thing. That's what I was saying earlier. I know here's you were the, talking about here's this. the problem yeah. is. So the game has six main characters and has twelve classes. Each of those main characters has a class, mm-hmm. and there are other classes. But you can, which is really awesome, is you can make any character any class. So normally, and both, you can sub like you can do multiple classes. You get to pick two. I think. you only get to do two per character. Now, mostly Balthier, let's say, which I love his opening line. He goes introducing the leading man. I'm the leading man. Yeah, and he jumps off a motorcycle, yeah. like a flying motorcycle. Yeah. So, but uh, he's a, I guess he's a machinist because he's a gun user and yeah he he's he's best in that but you know what but if you really want to you can make him a fucking bushy and he can fucking wield katanas yeah i made everybody everything like i made everybody different my guys were vaughn was a katana bushy with uh thief i think uh i did that and thief because uh he gets like a multi-attack or something i can't remember but it makes it so you you do like i looked up like if you want someone to go this, the best subclass is this. Because I didn't look up what's Well, there's best... certain combos. Yeah, what's best for each character? Because some of them are positioned better for certain things. Because on the board, because they're in a spot and then the board layers on top of itself. Which yeah. Which is interesting. Well, there's like one class that you can only get this one like supreme dark sword. Yeah. And an, an o- only another separate class gets this dark robe yeah. that heightens all dark attacks by 50%. Yeah. So if you do like, you know, monk with with uh, Ulhan or whatever, no, Ulhan is spears, but let's just say Bushi. Yeah. That's how you can get a combo where you can have somebody who does max fucking dark, which is the way to kill Yasmat. Yeah. And Yasmat is one of those like, you're going to fight this thing for two hours. Well, the thing is, I didn't 
worry about all that because I knew I would never get all those things because I would look up like, how do I get this sword? And it's like, you have to farm for a while and it has to be raining. And I'm like, oh, I'm out. Like, (laughs) I was just like, look, I'll get the best I can get. And if I have to farm something, I'll fucking go farm it. But like, I knew I'm not going to test myself with that because the first time I played it, I was so mad because I played for like 10 hours and then it was like, don't open these chests if you want the best spear in the game. Oh, the Zodiac yeah, spear. They took them out it's, of this version. It's um No, it's they're still there. It's just that the Zodiac spear and them are still there, but they've added new legendary weapons. But I know what you're talking about because that's where I stopped playing Final Fantasy XII the first time. Yeah, because you're pissed. It's, it's like because, they give you two chests. Okay, and so them. with the Zodiac spear, which is the... the at that time, the was weapon. the ultimate weapon in the game. Yeah. The only way to get it was to not open a certain chest. Yeah. That was right in front of a door yep. that is part of your main quest that you will run by that yeah, mad and times. You've been conditioned your entire life to, to open, open everything. Everything. And I bet that, and that chest had like a potion in it. Yeah, no, yeah, it's gonna have a potion or like thirteen gill, yeah, or like an antidote. But it's like specifically, don't open this chest. That well, every there were time... five chests you couldn't open, or five or seven, I can't remember, but they were all interspersed through the game. And you had to know, and it's just like that's when I think about these developers, like. The fuck are you doing, you? It was probably asshole? to sell the strategy guide, hundred percent. If you think about it, actually, you're right. Because, you know, they made money off that. So they were like, oh, we'll sell this and we'll put it in the beginning. And the new strategy is from soft. It's just <laughs> beat their ass. Yeah. The new strategy is the Four Kings. Yeah. Uh, is, uh, what's his name? Ornstein and Smo. Yeah. And the Guardian Ape. Genichiro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, um, so, yeah. So I saw, my problem is, is that I really want to, like, pick... What you should um, do is jobs. look up, like, what are the best class combos for every character, so look, and I, then just do that. I did that, and, and I looked them up. So one guy had a good thing to say. He goes, look, there gets to a point, it's about 12 hours in, when you get every party member, do a hard save, and save it five times. Okay, then you can and do... And before that, do not fucking use any licenses, and don't pick a job for anyone. I thought you had to pick a job. For yeah, because it prompts you, and it's like pick so, your job. But so you can I just did. Hit I did for Vaughn and Pinello. I made. I made Vaughn a knight, which obvious. Make my main dude a knight, mm-hmm. and Pinello. I made her what? White mage, of course. Healer and battle dude, and Balthier and Fran. I didn't give them jobs. Now apparently they say with this new version, it's 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 a lot easier. They're like it doesn't matter. Do whatever the fuck you want. You're not going to get snagged. Yeah, you, yeah. You can beat this game. It's yeah, with not any gonna, set of builds. With any set, have fun. But I'm thinking, look, motherfucker, this is going to be a 40 to 50, 60 hour game. I'm, I'm not, everybody I'm not, finding new weapons. I'm not going to play stuff. this four times. Yeah. I'm probably going to play this once. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got too much other shit. I still never even... Dude, when 12 came out at the time, you're like, this is the game I'll play for the next year because there's nothing coming out, you know? Yeah. Now it's like every month a new game is out. Dude, I still have Xenogears on my PS3. (laughs) And that game is even bigger, like... Oh, Xenosaga or Xenogears? Xenogears, baby. Jesus. Yeah. No, that and that game's hundreds of hours long. That like, game the is main story is a hundred hours, I think. Where you're like in the mechs and then yeah. you can hop out of the mech. 
What? In the middle of battle? It's fucking crazy. Yeah, dude. Uh, Xenogears is one of the craziest games. It's all about God. And don't sp- don't say any spoiler because no, I know no, that no. But it's I know that like it's supposedly the... super blasphem- blasphemic yeah. because that's how most JRPGs were, mm-hmm. and that's why I've always wanted to finish it. I got about forty hours into it, which a normal RPG player I'm probably twenty hours in. I'm really slow in RPGs. Yeah. I love to farm bullshit. <laughs> I love it. And this well, shit you're has... always like, I'm going to make myself a little stronger. Yeah. And then, then you get to the next boss, you're like, I'm not even that much stronger. And I yeah, dude. for four hours. Exactly, man. <laughs> I got, I was doing great. And I got to this room before the fire main that had like flans and yep. zombies. And I was like getting poisoned. And I was like, I don't have enough eye drops. Yep. Shit. So I realized. I remember that part too. I realized a friend of mine, uh, his name is Rico. And he would tell me, stop doing that, bro. Just progress as the game tells you. The game is designed for you to progress. And yep. he would beat these games. And he'd beat like the hard ones, the live action ones, like the Tales games. Oh, God. Tales of Vesperia, yeah. Berseria. Tales of the Abyss. And yeah, of, dude. Yeah. And he'd beat like those and and all the art and a bunch of, and like, you know, Final Fantasy 13. He's like, stop sticking around and farming like these Tauntauns because you think they're going to help you. No, before you get to any area, they're going to give you something you kind of need. You'll always have the tools. If not, quality control would have caught it, and they wouldn't have dropped it. Yeah, or you just check every merchant at the town right before it. Especially with JRPGs. Yeah, if you get to a town, you'll see all the gear is geared towards something. Yeah, you get to a town and you notice, if you get to a town right before your next objective, and they're selling nothing but poison weapons, buy like at at least one, maybe two. Yep. And if you don't have the money, then go farm for an hour and buy a couple. So that's my only problem is like thinking. So what I think I'm going to do is I think I'm going to give everybody their base job mm-hmm. as their first job. Yeah. And then I'll give them something different on their second. So I'll give Balthier Machinist because that's his character, dude. He wields guns. But you know what I sucks though I is? I had him as uh, something. Yeah, but you know what's fucking stupid is? His character, they all have different affinities for different weapons. Yeah. Balthier has the lowest combo rate for guns. Yeah. And that's his Fran main weapon. Fran is the better gun user, right? Fran's better with... You know, he's better with... Balthier is better, who's a gun guy, with crossbows, which is time battle mage. Yeah. And Fran is good for like katanas and some other shit. I had Fran as my dragoon. I had her with a spear. That's an ul ul ulhan. Well, I just I made her my they didn't call it they didn't dragoon. call it dragoon. They call it ulhan. Uh, I, I saw a pretty cool ulhan video. Ulhan is uh, Goku's nephew. No, <laughs> ulhan is a it's these old uh, European warrior buddies. They weren't warriors. They were like European buddies who would scrap on horses who would use spears and and, and like staffs and shit. All right, let's get to these movies. It's late. All right, I'm sorry. No, it's so, fine. It's um, fine. It's fine. I t- so I've been playing Final Fantasy twelve and I like it and. I'm just conflicted, so I'm just saying fuck it. So, do your bright burn. Yeah. Because I'm never going to see it. But uh, so, are we going to go spoilers? Yeah, I'll go spoilers. So we're going full spoilers on Brightburn, and we're going to go full spoilers yeah, I mean, on Black Coat Starters from 2016. Yeah, and if and if not, before we get to Brightburn, guys, we really recommend you watch Black Coat's Daughter. So, if anything, pause or fuck it, watch it. And whatever, just put like a yeah. Do not listen if you're interested in horror movies, and you know you you don't mind, you know being spooked yeah. out a little bit. It's 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 a slow burn. It's a really great movie. I found it fascinating, but I found it I found it beautiful. Yeah. I found it wonderful. The so soundtrack's he's, on, he's the, gonna he's gonna talk 
Brightburn first, so I listen for a bit. But no, when we get to um, Black, Coast Black Coast Daughter, Daughter full spoilers. You, man, you should really, you should probably really watch it and skip that part and go watch it and then listen back. Yeah, it'll be the end of the episode anyway. So get there, watch it, get our ratings. Fuck if you yeah. love horror, I mean, and, it, you, and it's you're only an hour and a half. Yeah, it's a really good like Saturday. It's movie. good. Yeah. It was worth it. I was kind of like, ugh, I have to watch this, and then at twenty minutes, and I was like, oh shit. So Brightburn came out. Uh, this weekend it is the what if Superman came fell to Earth but was, was evil. Yeah, what if he was? Mad? And so what it is is in this movie it's the same setup. Mom and dad, you know, uh, basically uh, farm family are unable to conceive. They're having trouble, and then a spaceship falls to Earth and they find a baby, and he's totally cool and normal. Is it glowing red the whole time from beginning? Yeah. Uh, you uh, you you know he's like a normal kid, whatever. He hits puberty, and the ship starts talking to him, and he doesn't know that he's an alien. So he's like sleepwalking to this ship, and like freaking out, trying to break the lock in his sleep and whatever. And so then he gets in there, and basically it turns like it it teaches him. It starts teaching him the language. He learns Kryptonian basically, and it's telling him, uh, take the planet and it keeps saying it take the planet and so he, so just he becomes breaks full. into the ship yes and the ship is literally talking at him yeah it's 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 chanting to him and that's what's calling him to it so anyways he becomes evil like a switch happens and he realizes he's superior and you know like he basically recognizes that he is smarter because he's like super smart he's super strong he's invulnerable well, if he's got super smeed he's got smeed He's got more time to do math problems, like yeah, you know. So he basically goes evil. The it's a really fun movie. It's also I think an hour and a half. Yeah, it's ninety minutes exact. Um, oh, it was good. produced by I was James. Wondering Gunn. if they were gonna try to like make it like two hours long. Yeah, it was produced by James Gunn, and uh, it was written by his brothers Brian and Mark. But doesn't he do horror? I mean, uh, comic book movies. Yeah, but so this is just his producing. He only produced it. But remember, this like, is the movie. How did they movie... get away with this? Because this is so obviously yes. Superman. They just, yeah, they they just did it enough. Like in Hollywood, you as long as you're different enough, you can't really get sued. I mean, but it is the same fucking. It's the story. same shit. Like their younger parents in this, and like Elizabeth Banks is the mom. Uh, like I'm surprised they made this. It's fucking gory, dude. There's a part. Where this woman has to pull a shard of glass out of her eye, and they do it in a close-up. Oh, it's insane! And he fucking flips <sighs> a car over, and this dude's face goes through the steering wheel, and then he's still alive, and he's like trying to hold his jaw back up, and it's like falling off. Really, it's like that yeah. kind of. And then the kid dips his finger in the guy's like visceral, you know, bloody jaw. And then you think he's going to lick it, but then he draws his little symbol, which we thought was a Bloodborne symbol. Remember there was rumors? Yeah. That is... So the kid's name is Brent, Brandon Byers, and so it's two Bs back to back. It's like a uppercase B in both directions. But it was also a symbol from Bloodborne. Uh, yeah, so, it was. You know, people it's also were, very reminiscent of a symbol in uh, the ritual. Yeah, yeah. Which is only one of the little so, things, two Ps. It's a really... like I'm going to give it like a three dicks... It's fun, but I felt like it could be better. It ha- it was really one note. Once he goes evil, he's just evil. Like he doesn't struggle with it. If they were going to invert Superman, 
he should be struggling with the same thing Superman does, but on a different way. Like, you know, Superman struggles with, like, how to properly use his powers and how he can't save everybody, you know, that this kind of thing. This is different. He's evil, therefore no, no. he has no restrictions. But he should be struggling with it, like, because his parents are awesome and they treat him like they're like he's theirs. And it's sad. Elizabeth Banks is incredible in this. Like, she is a mom in it, like... She's has his back to even the after end. even after he's well no like, she she evil. eventually does what a real mother would do and like if you see your kids a psycho evil like murderer murder you're him. gonna murder him but does she kill him I'm gonna spoil it she tries to so the ship is the only thing that can cut him he's never <laughs> been cut he's never been sick and the ship's metal is his kryptonite oh because he cuts himself when he finds it and so she takes a shard off it. And finds the first corpse of the lady he ever, like, the first lady he killed ripped open. And, like, they first, when he's first, uh, like, a kid, they find his little porno mag. And it's, he just has ripped out, like, swimsuit catalog pictures. And they're like, all right, whatever. And then he just has organs, like, tr- pictures of people. Oh, cut like, open. fucking gore porn. And they're, like, weird. And, yeah. And then, um, he, so he has a crush on this girl. And, cause she's. I was going to ask that. Does he get, like, any boy urges at any time? Yes. So, there he gets bullied a lot in the in the show like you know in the movie in the beginning because he's just smart he's like Obviously. not physically bullied but people are just like you fucking weirdo nerd you know and so this girl Same turns around with Clark yeah yeah this girl turns around and looks at him and she's like don't worry smart guys end up ruling the world so you know whatever <laughs> like just saying like don't worry but he thinks like oh she likes me and she kind of does like it seems like you know she's like intrigued by him but does then, he kill then her? no he fucking <laughs> when they're camping his family's camping he super speeds to this girl's house turns like her computer on and like plays a song and she's like wakes up and it's like what the fuck and she keeps like put closing the laptop and then he'll open it again and turn it on like because he's super fast that's awesome and then she looks and like wind blows through the curtains and you just see his face like briefly in it and she's like, "What the fuck?" And then her mom comes in, and, and she does, and she's on the second floor of the house. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, "What's awesome. going on?" She's like, "He's in the drapes. He's in the drapes." And she's like, "Who?" And she's like, "Brandon Byer," because she saw his face. So then, at school the next day, they're doing like a trust activity where like you stand in a circle, and then one person like kind of falls, and they just like push you around. And then he goes to like they're pushing around. They push him at her, and she's like, "Ew!" And jumps back, and he fucking smacks his head off the ground, but he doesn't get hurt. And then, but she like, rejected him. And then the the coach Bitch, is like, "You just signed your death yeah, warrant." Yeah, the coach is like, "Help him up! Like, what are you doing? That's you know, you can't be like that." And she's like, "No, he's a perv." And he's like, "You're a fucking liar!" Like, but he doesn't say fucking. He's like, "You're a liar." And she's like, "He's a pervert. He was in my room." And then the coach makes her grab his hand, and he fucking crushes it, and then breaks her wrist. Like, yeah, dude, they show him fold her arm back, and then and they're children. Yeah, yeah, they're like what twelve. And then the mom of her, like her mom, is the diner worker that you see in the trailer. They allowed to do that in movies, like show kids, yeah, men handling. Dude, one of the coolest things ever is in Stakeland when the this one vampire throws a baby off the rafters. He's eating (laughs) a child like an infant, and you just hear it screaming, and he eats the blood out of his neck, and he just fucking flings it, and it goes flying. Um, But anyways, so that's her mom that he's like it's his first kill, and he hit her in the barn, and so the mom sees that. And then she gets the piece. She tries to kill him. And he's like, that's the moment where he's like, I want to do good. And so you're going like, to spoil it, right? Yeah, yeah. Just do it. Yeah, yeah I already yeah. said it. He's like, I want to do good. And you see, like, there is a moment of vulnerability one time. And then she tries to stab him and he fucking catches her hand. Like, she's like, you'll always be my baby. She Dude, says she it the whole time. Super speed. Well, she's hugging him. And so 
He has super speed. His head's behind her (laughs) shoulder. And so she's like, you'll always be my baby. And then she goes to stab him and he grabs her arm and she's like, oh shit. And then he literally flies her all the way into like the stratosphere. Please tell me he just drops her. Oh, he he just just... drops her. And then you see from her perspective. But he doesn't take her high enough for her to die from that. She she's looking at him and then he just and he not only does that her face is fucked because when she tried to stab him he jumped through the roof of a fucking barn with her in his hand so she just got smashed and then he just lets her go casually and she's just like falling in slow-mo and watching him and he's just impassively looking at her like he is just that's it that was his last humanity and like the thing is the whole time he's like don't tell my parents everything that he talks to people he's like don't tell my parents. It'll be better for us both if you don't tell my parents what I'm doing. And like the guy that he throws through the steering wheel is his uncle. Because uh, his Jesus. uncle's like, you fucking creep. Because he's in their closet wearing that mask. Because his aunt, is his mom's sister, is the counselor at school. And after he breaks that girl's wrist, she's the one who has to talk to him and be like, is he okay to keep going to school? And she's trying to get him to admit that he feels bad. And he's like, sometimes bad things happen, but they, they have to. And sometimes Oof. people deserve the bad things that happen to them. And she's like... So it sounds pretty good. It's good. It's just... I, I don't give half stars right now. I don't want to give it a fork. It's not amazing. You know what? Maybe that'll be a rule. No rent by pre-owned, but it's got to be one, or one, two, three, four, or five. No yeah. halves. No quarters. That's, that's what Keith's been saying. Is like yeah. We're not doing halves and three quarters. Nothing like that. It's like it is or is not a full star. And it's... It borders on a four to me. Like, I'm gonna give it a four because my only. What real... if it was one through four stars? No, it's gotta be five. Yeah, and and because you need that middle ground. Yeah, it's worth a four. It's, it's a it's above middle ground. If I have to struggle with it this much, normally if I was struggling with like not wanting to give it a higher score, whatever. But I'm I'm the only thing I just felt like is a little one note, like one. That's it, just the main kid. But Elizabeth Banks is great. The fucking gore in it is great. The kills are all awesome. Like yeah. his dad tries to shoot him in the head when they're hunting, and because he, he's like he knows he's fucking crazy, and he's like, and his dad tries to kill him, and so the mom's like, "Fuck you," because he's like, "That's not our kid." Like you have to recognize that's not our kid. Also, it's a baby we found on a spaceship. He said, <laughs> he's like, "Look, dude, we knew he might be different." This shit is wild, and he's killing people. And he's yeah, like, and also we found it in a spaceship. We have to do something about it. And so she's still at that point. She's like, "That's my Why child." Why wouldn't he just call NASA? So he fucking because he doesn't know that he's bulletproof or anything. The kid shoves his hand in a lawnmower propeller, but he does that alone, and uh, it's you know to test his powers. But then his dad, they're talking, and the kid's like, "I see deer tracks," and he's like, "Oh, cool." And then he just fucking puts a bullet in the back of his head, and then the kid's like. Ow. And he turns around and the dad's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And then he fucking grabs him and laser visions his eyes and just shoots through his head and the fucking whole back of his skull blows out. Could you imagine being like a 12-year-old kid seeing this today? Dude. Like the type of shit? Because we didn't have stuff like this. We were watching like Predator, Alien, If you wanted this, you had to draw it in your room. This is like... Some fucking, they just crafted a couple, I mean, obviously these kids aren't going to be able to, oh, super school man. And so this was uh, directed by David Yaravesky, which I'm not a hundred percent sure what else he's done, but let's see. He, um, oh, he was, uh, he was an actor in Guardians and Guardians 2. Uh, he was, uh, well, 
He got a special thanks in the credit for Guardians 2, but he was the goth ravager in Guardians 1. Uh, he directed Brightburn, Guardians of the Galaxy Inferno, which is a, a short video, uh, a Stan Lee thing. Uh, he wrote and directed The Hive. Oh, that's a vampire movie, I think, right? Nope. Uh, let's see. Director of Guild. Uh, Juliana Preda, if I ever feel better. I don't know what that is. I think that's a comedian, well, he's a I'm young, sure. That means he's a young, I mean, A funny thing happened at the Quick Mart. Yeah, he's not really done anything big. Hmm, uh, that's but cool. To be, this hey, is his first it. He big, got his first feature yeah. film. He so he did a post production consultant on Belco experiment, which was James Gunn produced as well. That was that thing where they lock all the employees yeah. in a building; they have to kill yeah. each other. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I, I didn't mean, watch I that. I didn't it. watch that because I was like panic. I was like, I don't like those movies where it's like, yeah, oh, this is gonna be fucking frustrating. I just spoiled all this, but if you haven't seen it, go see it. It's it fun. still seems like I mean, it seems obvious that yes, like. I'm spoiling what you would already know would happen. I'm just spoiling how he's He's Superman. And yeah. there's not going to be like... The only spoiler would be really if there was like a Superman other kid who was also super and they had a big fight. Yeah, no. But no, if this movie's a horror movie about what if Superman was bad as a kid, it's probably going to be a dark-ass movie about a kid killing a bunch of people and the movie's probably going to end open-ended with him basically taking out everyone in his way and fuck who knows what's in store for the future. It's sort of like that, and then the credits has stuff. Okay, so then you could leave that open. Yeah, it's, get... and it's not mid credits. It's you. You see about thirty seconds of the credits, and then it's like underneath the credits, you see what's going on. Oh, okay, and it's like news footage of. That's what I. That's, I was thinking. I'm like, it's probably like news because the ending is wild. Yeah, so leave it there. Because honestly, like, dude, I can imagine. Yeah, this shit's not going to stick in theaters for super long. This is going to be on Netflix in like four months. Maybe six yeah. months, four yeah, months. Yeah, probably six months, four months, five months, something like that, yeah. Um, all right, so let's get into... So, Blacko's Daughter. So, Black Aaron Coast tells daughter. me, yo, you have to watch this movie. And I'm like, God damn it. I got to watch this Blacko's Daughter shit. Because I don't like watching stuff because I'm a lazy piece of shit. And it sounds like it's going to be a movie about, like, I don't know, some guy wearing a black coat. I was thinking, like, kind of some, like, I know what you did last summer, kind of slasher shit. And I'm like, fuck, whatever. And I'm like, but I have to do it. So last night, I watch it. And about 15 minutes in, I'm like, oh, this is another one of these movies that I like. Oh, it's on some Satan shit. And, no, I, oh, you fuck didn't know it. that I didn't yet. Even, you don't even know that. We'll get to it. Because here's the deal, guys. We're going to spoil it. Oh, yeah. But, I shouldn't have said that. But whatever. No, but we're going to spoil it. Because it's not really, actually. Because the thing is, the movie is kind of like, we don't know if it is a, it, supernatural or not. Um, and at the end of this episode, I will tease, there's going to be another movie that maybe we'll give you guys so you can watch with us, and we'll dissect with a, a possible future guest. Is that one on Netflix? Yes. Okay. Dark Song. I'll watch it this weekend. Um, so, basically, uh, this movie is one of the few movies that, like, I think it has been four of them. It's like Donnie Darko, this movie called... At the Devil's Door. I, and I missed that one on Netflix. You did, dude. It was on forever, and I watched yeah. it like 30 times. The thing with At the Devil's Door was it was a movie about a girl who inadvertently, by mistake, because of just fucking being a dumb kid who thought she was in love, let her boyfriend, quote-unquote, trick her into like selling her soul to the devil. <laughs> and she thought, like, this is stupid, right? It's not yeah. for real. Totes not for real, right? And the dude's like, I'll give you this roll of money if you play this game with me. 
And the game is basically like if you know if you put a coin under a a, a cup and you have three cups and it's like I'm gonna move the cups. Yeah, around. shell game. Yeah, and then if you find it, you win. If you don't find it, I win. And you know, whatever. So that's called At the Devil's Door. Incredible. That movie. I love the first forty five minutes of that movie, and I've watched the first forty five minutes of that movie f- to the first hour, probably literally twenty times. Okay. The last half hour is dog shit. Ugh, <laughs> dog that's shit. the worst when they it, don't stick to landing. I mean, it, 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 yeah, it gets it gets to where you're like, oh, okay. I mean, I guess they're going to do something. And you're watching, and it's like, okay and okay. But I'll say this. The last 15 minutes is pure dog shit. <laughs> triple D dog shit. It's triple D. It's like, dude, it's like, give me a Q-tip to put in Lulu's butt and pull out with dog shit on it. And smear that on a DVD and put that in your player. That's what, <laughs> the last fifteen minutes of that movie is so stupid. It's it's freaking it's stupid. Um, you know what movie disappointed me? Just real quick, mm-hmm. the one that everyone was like, "It's so scary and it's fucking crazy." Was Veronica? It was a good movie. It's got subtitles. Yeah, but I, who I did that? I didn't get through oh. it because of that. It and I speak the language. Every single one of those movies. Every single one of the possession. I can't watch the ones that are Hispanic, that are Spanish. Why? Um, because I'm ashamed of my culture and my language. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I find uh, it foolish, and I find it like I'm like this isn't scary when they're like, "Qué es esto? ¿Quién está ahí? En frente la puerta." I'm like, bitch, that is scary. Well, Veronica was. <laughs> was good it's just people were like i couldn't even finish it no i saw articles that said people people are passing out and vomiting the movie people can't finish watching yeah and it's really not that scary what is it is she a vampire or some no, it's shit a possession film she gets possessed you fucking eat a dick and really she doesn't even get possessed per se like there's just like a ghost that's haunting her and like kills her whole family or whatever i've seen better like be shit movies and really on no Netflix. one even dies other than her i don't think i think there's like one death and then her i've seen better shit fucking garbage possession movies on netflix they're like be fucking straight to netflix garbage yeah. trash walmart movies that are better than movies that get articles written about them like that dude like, i, I remember one that people was being called, like I, I i couldn't finish it the movie like you said the movie people can't finish and it's like I read articles about that, and then I started watching it, and I got like forty minutes in, and I was like, "I'm bored, dude." By the way, Shutter is killing the game. If you need to catch I've heard up about on that, if you need to catch up on like old Asian horror movies that were like the original Pulse is fucking awesome. Which, dude, I haven't seen any. I haven't seen many of the original Asian, the Japanese horror and Korean dude, horror. We should do this week and let's watch fucking Pulse. I have Amazon. Time. Isn't Pulse the internet one? Yes. That's cool. I'll do it. And the original Japanese one has one of the best ghost scenes in it for me ever. Yeah, as long as we can turn on the lights off, I'll do it. And um, they got Tale of Two Sisters on there, the original as well, which got remade as the Uninvited. Is that the one with the uh, eyeball needle scene? No. That's Audition. Audition. I didn't see Audition. Dude, I didn't see Ichi audition the Audition is Takeshi Miike, who's yeah, one of the I greatest I've, directors of I've, all time. I didn't see his movies. Dude, I didn't, I didn't he see... did the original One Miss Call, which was like, he made that movie as like a campy, he was like, I want to make a stupid ghost movie that, you know, like a Sadako movie. Which is one, what is One Miss Call? Where people get a phone call, and or they, they miss a call, quote unquote, it never really rings, and then they get a voicemail of them dying, 
and then they and they hear themselves. Yeah. Oh shit. And then they die in the way that they hear later. And oh, it's never like shit. Tony, don't stab me. It's like hello. What the fuck is this? Oh shit! And they get hit by a train, like that kind of shit. Where it's like, and then, and then later on in the movie, you hear them go, "Oh, what the fuck is this?" And you mm-hmm. go, "Oh no, it's gonna happen." Yeah, ah! they know. Yeah, exactly. They know. Yeah, and Takeshi Miike is incredible, but he's a hit or miss guy. Anyways, Black Coat's daughter. I'm gonna just go through. Um, it was written and directed by Oz Perkins, like I said, Anthony Perkins' son, who played Norman, Norman Bates. Bates. Norman Bates' um, son. It, the film stars Emma Roberts, Lucy Boynton, uh, Kiernan Shipka. And then James Remar and Lauren Hawley. But really the main three three is Emma Roberts, Lucy Boynton, and Kiernan Shipka. Yeah, basically the movie is three girls. Then there's uh, one, two, three, four, five supporting characters. Mm -hmm. But those characters have less than two minutes on screen each, except for like the dad the dad character who yeah. he has a little bit more you you, you think he's kind Dude, of part and of they it fucking we, we we already talked about this off air but god they play him up so well like they so let's play get into your it. expectations so here's the him. deal we're gonna talk about it because it was really enjoyable and let's just like go into it so let's rate it on top so wait so i know you're tired but we're gonna well no talk, i want to rate it for the people who don't want to talk it spoilers. through though let's talk it through yes right? i'm saying let's rate so, it for people who don't want the spoilers people who then, don't want spoilers fucking don't listen but here's what we rate it i rate it i mean when it comes to like films it's hard because we have things like you know avengers endgame and we have things like blade runner and we have things like fuck blade runner oh you don't like blade runner i fucking i i think it's beautiful i think it's one of the most boring films ever made no problem but we have move you know we we have cinematic masterpieces yeah and stuff and no this isn't a cinematic breakaway masterpiece but when it comes to what it is like well, one of these low budget horror films made and, and a this cool guy's story. First movie. And his first movie and a cool story told on a low budget and also great acting. I'm gonna I'm just giving it five for for what it is, because what it is is a low budget kind of kind of like low tide horror film that's not even really horror. It's more like psychological kind of thriller tense fucking it plays horror. with all the genres it yeah plays like with it's, it. it's, 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 it's definitely a creepy vibe it's a it's a creepy kind of you can call it horror but in the end it's not about jump scares and monsters he it's called a super uh supernatural supernatural psychological horror film yes supernatural supernatural it's psychological more like a psychological for most of it and what i'm going to recommend at the end that i tell listeners to do is kind of similar it's a movie that is listed under horror when you go to look it up on netflix but it's kind of like a psychological thriller with supernatural elements, but you don't even know if the supernatural elements are there or not. So I'm just going to say for what it is, I'm going to give it a five because I can't do halves. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say the exact same thing. It's more in the like high four, but because I have to round up, it's a five. I yeah. It's pretty much flawless there was nothing i didn't like about it that i could take points off yeah and so I, that's yeah. where i think it's like for, if, for what it is yes. you know what i mean like you can't compare this to a movie that has nothing to like you can't compare this to like toy story you know Dude, toy story is an incredible film you know what i mean but this, this is was you made can't compare this on twenty thousand dollars two zero bullshit thousand dollars <laughs> that's Fucking I don't think I've ever heard of a movie being made on that low of a budget. Well, 
if you think about it, Kieran Chip, uh, Kieran Chipka was just off of Mad Men. She had just only done Mad Men. Does that cost count? How much they how much they had to pay the actors? Yeah. Holy but fuck! Emma Roberts was uh, filming uh, American Horror Story Coven in Coven, Coven, the one in Louisiana. Coven. I, I was listening to the interview. Lucy Boynton hadn't really done much either. Like they were, Emma Roberts was probably the biggest name in this at the time it came out. And even and then, that's Catherine, right? Ye, no, that's the youngest. Jones. Okay, jo- Jones the, the, the bully. She was in Mad Men from like when she was six years old until it ended. She was fifteen when they filmed this. Emma Roberts is Julia Roberts' niece. Uh, and that's... Joan. Wait, Joan. Yes. So Joan is Julia Roberts' niece? Yeah. So Crazy. she was probably the biggest name because she had been in, in some things. Um, so anyways, it makes sense. I mean, I would think that that entire budget was most of their salaries. And then they paid the uh, asylum, like the place that they filmed. Because they really only had one location. You see, and do you never know? Sometimes, like there's these facilities that are available, yeah, where they'll shoot, and they'll be like, "Look, can we just fucking shoot here every every other yeah, weekend?" Yeah, if that school is closed for the winter, they're like, "Hey, can we come here and shoot?" Uh, and, and Dude, like, it wasn't even a full. Grand. It wasn't even a full school. It, yeah. it was a it was a hallway mm-hmm. and a, a boiler room, a boiler which room. you could stage anywhere. And then also the cafeteria that was used once you could stage anywhere. Yep. If the thing that was used the mostly was that one hallway, could yep. be, which could be one hallway anywhere. Yep. And the exteriors they could shoot anywhere, and exactly. I mean they did a couple shots of like B rolly because like there's that one shot where it goes to the tree, and all the kids are walking when school's still in. Yeah, but that's I anywhere. love that shot, and it means nothing. None yeah. of the main characters are even in it. Damn, do you know how smart that is? How much cash they could probably make off that, dude? This 20... guy probably didn't make shit because this never got a wide release. It only got a wide release. This was filmed. You get in Netflix money, dude. Yeah, Netflix. Pay, well, you get this paid. was on Amazon Prime for a long time too, which Prime probably pays better than Amazon because it's a seventy-five dollars a year. Yeah, people have to pay. Um, so this movie was technically written and filmed first, but his second movie got a wider release, which was "I Am the Pretty Thing That Lives in the House." Uh, but this didn't get a wider release until that came out, and people loved it. And then they were like, "Oh, this guy's awesome," and yeah, he's and a the, very yeah. interesting dude. If you watch him talk, like. He reminds you a lot of Anthony Perkins. Like he's very yeah, much like his he dad. speaks pretty well for a guy who's kind of young in his career. Yeah, but he's, he's actually not he's that 45 young. Yeah, I was about to say he's not that young. He's, he's like forty five, so he made his first film. This film when he was forty one, which gives me hope because like I was thinking like, well, I'm done. Like, yeah, but your dad's your dad isn't and psycho. No, 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 no. I know, but what I'm saying oh, I'm is, I'm sorry, your dad's dead. Well, he's dead. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> no, no, no. What I was saying is like. Really, you can make movies at any age. Cause that's the cool thing about film. It's a the look medium at, itself. Dude, look at Anthony Bourdain, Morgan Freeman. Uh, who's that old guy that used to wear the blood necklaces with Jen Angelina Jolie? Oh, Billy Jolie. Bob Thornton. Those motherfuckers ain't make it till they were damn near fifty, dude. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, as a side note, I watched The Bone Collector with Angelina Still and good. and Denzel the other day on Netflix. God damn it, that's a good movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. And also, why don't we to, make serial killer movies anymore? Like, I don't know. Why don't they make? You know what? Because they started making uh, torture porn. They started yeah. making hostels. Thank but, you, Eli Roth, who I love. But yeah, thanks a lot um, for hostel, bitch. I got a little, uh, but um, just real quick before you get back to that, um, Angelina Jolie used to be 
so fucking beautiful. Dude, she's still really, no, really No, she beautiful. looks like a like the bone witch now. Well, so the thing is... And it's okay. It's because she got sick and she yeah, had to have yeah, the yeah. mastectomy. And I understand that. And that's wonderful. And I'm so sorry. But... Well, yeah, when she holy was in her prime, fuck, it was, dude. She, she was, in that movie when she's just like tearing up, looking in the camera, and you look at her, and you're like, "I feel so bad that I can't, like, <laughs> you know, I'll never see something that beautiful in front of me, looking back at me with those tears in their eyes." <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. There are people like Brad Pitt when he like he's he's still attractive because men age differently. Like the way that. We it's just value, different. Yeah. It's just the way it's that it is. Different. It's the way that Hollywood is, especially. But he's still attractive. But in his fucking heyday, he was a god. There was, there's nothing Dude, more. Attractive you know what than his him. heyday is right now? It's Thor. It's Thor and Cap. Yeah. It's it's yeah. Helmsworth and Evans. Evans. Chris. Yeah, Helmsworth, that's what I'm saying. Like those guys are gods well chris right hemsworth especially is chris hemsworth. definitely because chris evans is more like a dude you'd see in college well chris evans is more what I mean, he's a hunk and a half he's but. more what like he wears a sweater at thanksgiving dinner yes and helps serve chris the hemsworth turkey can't wear a sweater because his body rejects yeah, clothing chris hemsworth <laughs> chris hemsworth is gonna be more like like uh, who's the guy with the naked bongo drumming and how about that? Cool. Oh yeah, Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> well, no, because he doesn't. No, seem you know that what Chris stonery. Hemsworth is? He's gonna be the guy a girl brings home for Thanksgiving and finds fucking his mom or fucking her mom <laughs> because like they just can't help it. No, not the mom. It's gonna be the aunt. Yeah, it's gonna be the aunt. Aunt it's gonna Karen. Be, it, no, it's gonna be the grandma. She's like, Grandma, why are you waiting? I'm waiting for my turn. Shut yeah. up. And grandma's waiting outside. You can't bring this beautiful ass man home. <laughs> Anyways, but it's the same thing. Like. It, it's interesting because that's got to be the hardest part of being an actor, right? Like, uh, unless you're well, clinging, a Jason Alexander, clinging to or, reality, yeah, clinging to reality and not letting it. Like, look at Jon Snow, buddy. He had to go into rehab yeah. right after the show finished for alcohol he, addiction. And he stress. probably has. The thing is, with when it comes to that, and you know, you know, listeners have heard me talk about it before, and I don't want to talk about it anymore because I'm still dealing with it. But when you're dealing with substances, imagine having access to access to whatever you want and being in the situation and dude like what was it that battle what what was the big battle of game of thrones called helms deep helms deep yeah well uh, there was a bunch didn't but... they shoot for 53 nights oh that's straight? the long night yeah. the long night 50 night shoots 50 night shoots dude midnight those people to 6 a.m. those people like is you know we want to be like you know yo ho you fucking privileged actors yeah. no you try waking up you that try and doing living that, that life. dude wearing all that fucking shit and doing all that yes i get it they're rich and they're gonna get residuals and they're well, fine the thing but is, it doesn't mean what they're doing isn't tough it's still a job like in the end yes it's an awesome job but it's a job and a lot of times you probably wake up and you're like i don't want to fucking do this i don't want to go yeah. out there today and pretend i'm this person or do this and you know what must be insane is people doing what we all do meeting them and thinking that their personality should be exactly who they play on TV or in a movie. You know what I mean? And you're you like, better be nice to me and yeah. you better be cool and you better want to take fucking... And if I say, hey, I want a mountain, I want you to take a picture choking me. No, nah, I'm not doing that, dude. Just fucking smile next yeah. to me. But like, like, we're fucking asshole. And it's, yeah. And then I'm going to write like, a blog. And eating dinner and, and they're like, can I take a picture? And you're like, fuck off. Yeah, like Joe Rogan even said, he's like, sometimes he's out to dinner with his family and someone's like, comes up, Joe, I love you, can I have a picture? And he's like... My fucking child is sitting next to me eating French yep. fries, dude. Yeah. 
I totally wouldn't care. Yeah. Get the fuck out of my face. Yeah. But even with the whole thing with like, you know, how he went to rehab for, you know, what is being told is alcohol and stress. Like, even I can imagine like, look, I'm fucked right now. I'm broken. I have nothing, but I can still get a bottle. I'm still fucking taking shots while I'm recording. So, and the what thing I is, is that's, that's a bottle that that's a battle and it's tough. And, Imagine having access to whatever you want. Well, dude. Kid Harrington too, like specifically, seems pretty well adjusted in terms of like he doesn't have like controversies. Like he married Egret from the show. Like you know, they seem to have a pretty good life. But imagine having to do all that stuff. It could easily slip to drinking after you shoot because you're just fucking stressed or you're like drinking you're while tired. you shoot. Harry yeah. Potter. Harry was drinking during yeah. uh, during shoots, and you, you can't tell. Yeah. Same thing with uh, who was it in Super Mario Brothers? Was John Leguizamo and uh, <laughs> yeah, the guy um, Ant- mm. you were almost there. Yeah, I forget his name. Mario. It's A H. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony no, Hoskins. 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 Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Yes. Uh, they were drinking. Yeah. Immensely during the filming. Fuck. That's why in the middle of it, when they were shooting this scene where they were driving in a truck. Bob Hoskins, they fucked up and they slammed his hand in a door and he broke his hand in the middle of shooting the movie and had to wear a fucking cast and they had to hide it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't get the cred like Jackie Chan. Remember when Jackie Chan was in Super Cop and he broke his foot? Yeah. And then they had to put a cast on his foot because he broke his foot and they drew with Sharpie a sneaker <laughs> on the cast. <laughs> and in the movie, you see him like running and doing kicks and he's got a broken foot dude jackie chan is a god among humans that's though. yeah that's different you know what i mean we should probably talk about this movie yeah we should we're, we're switching off because we haven't even gotten well we were it. just talking about being young actors and actresses. yeah so so basically i mean we don't have to break down the entire thing but fuck man i ha- mean like just under halfway through you start to see oh shit this is going somewhere like it starts it's to almost be- like i don't want to spoil it but it, yeah. the, the movie itself kind of I thought I was really ignorant because I thought I was smart that I figured it out after the movie ended. And I was like, oh, man, I think I'm smart. And then I watched the movie right away. As soon as it ended, I started it again. And no, I, I watched it and then I watched like a breakdown thing and then I watched it again. And I realized, oh, it was telling me this one thing. It's kind of obvious. Yeah, they tell you right away. But, but I'm really well, stupid. No, they tell I'm, you the I'm starting to realize scene. I'm really stupid. Well, if you're drunk, sometimes you're gonna be slower on the uptake. Well, my therapist told me that every time you or every drink kills, I think three thousand brain cells, and brain cells don't regenerate. Yeah, so, but I think we have trillions of them. So yeah, he goes, "There's a lot, but they don't regenerate." Yeah. So, you know. Um, but um, well, okay. So look, we're gonna go into spoilers now because we have to. And if yeah. you're still here, you're here from. All right. So, so what he's talking about is when you find out that Joan is Cat, and the well, other no, timeline is nine years in the future. Here's a deal. There's there's two girls at a a a Christian or Catholic. I think it's Catholic because yeah, because it's Gnostic. Nuns, yeah, because yeah. it's Gnosticism. Yeah. So they're at a Catholic school for girls, and it's right before winter break, and they have the recital right before winter break. And Dude, then, how good was that scene though? When the pastor's talking to her, and he's like, "Look, I gotta go. Unfortunately, I'm gonna miss your thing," and she's just smirking into a corner, and he's like, "Is something funny?" And she's like, "What?" And he's like, yeah. "You're smiling," and she's like. I just think it's really sad that you're not going to see my. No, she, I'm just happy that you're going to have fun. Yeah, but and she um, goes, "How far away is it?" He's like, "Well, it's like a two-hour train ride." And she's like, "Hmm, probably the same train amount of time to get back." 
yeah. to come see my fucking thing. And like she's just straight trying him. And it's interesting because like I didn't know where that was going. And it doesn't really go anywhere. I like, didn't catch it till the second time where I hinted. saw what she's noticing is she has time to do what she needs to do. Yeah, and and she's alone. Like this is all about loneliness. This this movie is about loneliness, and that's why there is a line. Well, her the character Catherine. Yes, this movie's about the character Catherine being lonely. So, which I guess we'll call and Kat. basically her name's Cat from now on. Turning to the only thing that is telling her it loves her and is going to give her what you know, like give her attention. So, so here's what it is basically. So, a school's going on break, and the whole school goes on break. Every other parent's going to pick them up. And there's two girls left in the school, the principal and two of the aides, who are two older women. Two nuns. Two nuns. And then there's a freshman and a senior. So, like, a 15-year-old and an 18-year-old. Yeah. And basically... So, at, at the to end, set it up, the 15-year-old stuck because her parents haven't showed up and no one can get yeah, a hold of Yeah, that's what I was about to say. The 18-year-old thinks she's pregnant and wants time to spend with her boyfriend, so she lied to her parents and said they had to come pick her up two up days Friday. later. yeah. Because it's really just two days. It's it's weird. They don't say when the first day is, but she marks it on a calendar and it's a Wednesday. Oh, good call. Yeah. So it's a Wednesday, Thursday, yeah. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So basically what it is, yeah, basically is that, is that and they're just the whole there. school goes out. And, and the those nuns are, are nowhere to be fucking found well, during the night. Like they're just in another house. No, they're in the house. Yeah, yeah. It's just, it's so like, how spooky is that just in general? Yeah, they're in a house on on campus, but not even on campus. They're like in a neighborhood nearby. Yeah, they're like maybe half a block. So away. basically, on the last day there, the principal and the two fucking aides realize like, "Hey, dog, y'all are the last two girls here. Where your parents at?" And you can't and, live here. And he yeah, he it. even says he goes, "Listen, cat, you we can't let you live. You here. can't says, live yeah. here." The exact line I think is, "We can't let you live here," and he's yeah. saying it more like. And we can't, you know, we we yeah. all have homes and, and places and, to go. Yeah, and they're like, well, you know, we're just waiting for our parents. And the 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 cat girl's like, I'm sure they're coming. And then the rose girl, who is the older one, she's like, well, I told my parents Friday I fucked up, my bad. And I I did call them and tell them, but they have to change their plans. So they're probably gonna get here Friday. So fuck, we're stuck here for a couple of days. And then the principal guy shows up, or the headmaster. Yeah. He looks at his watch and he's like, well, um. Sister Abigail, or whatever the fuck her name is, uh, you'll call the parents later, right? And they're like, yes, sir. And he's like, I'm out of here, bitch. Like, later. It's break time. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got to go I gotta, I gotta go, go meet my lady boys. Yeah, go meet my rectory Taiwan. kids and their rectums. So fucking so he dips off and he leaves the two girls in the school with the with the the sisters, but the sisters go off home. So the two girls are left alone in the school that night. And it's kind of creepy, man. Imagine being left in a dorm and it's just two girls. Yeah, two 15, rooms lit, everything else completely. Yeah, black. dude, two a fifteen year old and an eighteen year old, and we don't even know it's eighteen or seventeen. And the 17, 18, the 18 year old girl, her name's Rose. We find out she thinks she's pregnant, even though the movie never says pregnant. But Well, it's so smart because it's, you don't have to be explicit with your dialogue. You can say the things that they said, which makes more sense, more natural to be like, you're not going to be like, you are pregnant. Do you think yeah. you are pregnant? Are you going to tell your boyfriend that well, you are pregnant? That was a good thing. They showed a conversation between um, the uh, Rose and her friend. Where they didn't really say pregnant, but th- she's basically she basically says I'm late, but only she says I, it's only four. It's only been four. Yeah, days. she says it's been four days, and she goes, "What are you gonna do?" And she goes, "I don't know." She's and like, then the friend goes, "Are you gonna tell your parents?" And she goes, "No." 
So we we automatically assume, oh shit, this girl thinks she's pregnant. So anyways, the principal, uh, the, the headmaster and the nuns leave and it's the two girls there. And then the younger girl, Catherine, notices that Rose is like getting dressed and brushing her hair. And she's like, where are you going? You're supposed to watch over me. Like, you're older than me. Yeah, she's like, fuck you, loser. And she's (laughs) like, fuck, yeah. Basically, she's like, fuck you, loser. And if you say anything, fuck you. Like, I'll just fucking, you better tell them that I'm just feeling sick and I'm not watching you, bitch. So, double scary, first of all, because now I'm alone. Like, I put myself in these people's shoes. I'm like, so wait, my little 15-year-old ass is going to be sitting here. In this fucking house? In this this creepy-ass school that's definitely haunted because it's catholic and there's well, well here's the deal is is the 15 year olds talking to the the 18 year old cat's talking to rose while rose is brushing her hair getting ready to go on a date and then rose is like no i'm going out i'll be back later but just fucking don't tell anybody i left it'll be fine and then she she tells her something she she tells her oh you didn't hear about three years ago about well she's like you know you know about the nuns the sisters right and she's like what and she's like their hair it's all wigs they don't have hair she's, on yeah, she on says they're wigs yeah they're wigs they have no hair on their bodies they've because all been, it's burnt off because they've been they were caught worshiping the devil which means like their hair's burned off because they go to hell yeah. yeah and she's like that's not true who told you that and she's like no this girl who's here three yeah, years like ago jenny you know jenny silverstein's sister graduated yeah and she you know before she left she saw them worshiping the devil so this is and which is even uh, more fucked up because you're about to leave this little kid in a school with the idea that they're Satan worshippers who think <laughs> who can't get a hold of her parents to come yes. pick her up. Yeah. So basically, and then like later, the worst part is she just tells her they're not coming; they're dead. And she's like, "You don't know that," but this is after she comes back. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to break down every single thing. Well, that's so true. she comes back, and that's the first scare of the well, movie. Well, no, the first thing. So after that, we notice the um, Rose leaves the older girl. And I love how she has her because there's it's snowing where they yeah, are. Yeah, she's like little furry boots, and on they have things. furry boots. But she's holding her sh- horror stripper shoes. Yeah, she has like her club shoes with. It's her. like they're they're not like they're just like kind of fucking. They're, they're like heels. they're heels, but with like strappies. Mm-hmm. And she's got these horrible, terrible slut shoes in her hand, and um, she gets in the car and leaves. And then the girls there, and then the movie kind of kind of tells itself in three acts. It, it shows the names of each girl before each act. Yeah, but the acts kind of interplay, so the movie kind of plays memento with itself, where it shows you acts and then later shows you parts that were done beforehand. Yeah, and after the fact. So we see the girl come back, and the older girl Rose comes back, and she's like. Yo, where's where's Catherine? She's not here. She hears a weird noise in the basement. Well, she's brushing her teeth. She hears something up through the the pipes for like the boiler, because that's the thing. It's the radiator that is like playing the sounds to her. Yeah, and she just hears someone talking. And if you, she hears sounds good, which was on the final day of school when the grandmaster principal, which no, is I the think only it's, man, yes, good. Oh yeah, oh, oh yes, good, because that's what they're supposed to say they're gonna be. It's some weird. It's way. something good. What did I say? Sounds good, but that's not. It, it. sounds good. Sounds good. It sounds good. I trust. No, because it's because I watched words. it again. It's just that. Look, that's how I you. listened to the breakdown. I watched like three reviews of it, and they. Well, what I think, I think it sounds good because uh, it's the grandmaster buddy, who is the principal. The last day of break, he tells all the girls in the school basically. He basically tells them, look, today's the last day of break. You're all going to go back and you're going to come back. So behave yourselves because you're going to represent everyone who's been here before and after. So 
are you going to fucking behave yourself on break so you don't come back and shame our school? But they have a thing they and, all know And they're say. like, yeah. And he goes, sounds good. And they all go, depressingly, sounds good. Like they're complying to him. But there's a three, it's three words. I think they might say, yes, sounds good or something like something that. Something like that. But I, I only know that because I, I remember the, the breakdown. But she's- It ends in good. She's repeating that and then- So the so yeah, so Rose gets back from her date, which she gets back and she's in the car with the boyfriend. She basically broke up with him. Yeah, and, and he's upset and he's like, well, can I at least drive you? And she's like, no, I'll take care of it. And that's where again you think, oh, she's yeah. pregnant. I mean, he she wants thinks to go. she's pregnant for sure. I've do. I've been in that position where I've had a girl who, and me and my girlfriend think, oh my god, what are we gonna do? And and I I had my girlfriend do the same thing where she's like, she got really defensive, and she was like, don't fucking worry about it, leave me alone, I got it. And I'm like, no, I'm here with you. We'll do it together. And she goes, no, it's not your problem. This mm. is my fucking problem. And I was like, I've no, it's too. not. I'm and like I'm like no it's not it's it's like yeah, I'll go with we you. Made it. I'm like yeah. I'll go with you and she's like no you won't. But luckily it didn't that wasn't yeah. the case but like I can see how like sometimes they can have that I, I mean I don't I don't know what that would feel like. Yeah, it's probably a resentment of like you made this decision. even though it's both of us. You know what I mean? Like you get to point that at someone and then just yeah. like, I'm going to do this. I don't fucking need so, you. Yeah, so she gets back to the dorm and she sees Catherine's not here. She goes to her room and she hears sounds good. Yes, sounds good from the fucking radiator. Yeah, the pipes. And she starts, and she was like clanging and shit. And she follows the noise to the basement and she looks into the boiler room. And fucking Catherine is, is, is kneeling on like, the floor. She's rhythmically bowing. She is bowing so dopishly, rhythmically dope as fuck in front. Of, she only does three. I wish I could get 12 of them. It's like a dancer's bow. The way she does it. Yeah. She's like, it's very back up all crazy. Yeah. It's a very like oh. kind of almost ballet type bow. We did miss the part before this where she bends her back all the way up after she leaves. It's not yet. Oh, it's not yet. Okay. It's not yet. Cause that was the first sign. Yeah. What ended up happening was that. So, so basically Catherine is bowing in the, in the boiler room. And then the next thing we see basically is Rose is talking to a closet, which Catherine is getting dressed in the closet. Because Catherine, she obviously got Catherine, told her to take a shower. And she's like, so I guess do you sleepwalk or something? And have you done that before? And Catherine's not saying shit. And then she comes out and she goes, uh, yeah, guess so. She gets in a bed and she's like, uh, she's like, well, is there like, She's like, so are your parents coming or some shit? No, she says like, don't worry about it. Your parents will be here on yeah, Friday. Goes, Everything's going to be yeah, fine. She goes, don't, yeah, she goes, don't worry about it. Your parents will be here soon. You're good. And then Catherine says... They're not coming. They're dead. And, and then fucking Catherine gets mad and she goes, that's not funny. You shouldn't say shit No, like Rose that. says that. She's like, you shouldn't say that. You shouldn't yeah, say that. Yeah, my bad. Rose says that. And then that. as she's leaving, the room, she like gets mad and goes leaving. And then she's leaving. She's like, do you need anything or can I get you anything? And she's well, like... Well, no, because Rose now feels bad because she's like, fuck, I left this young girl here. I come back. She's fucking worshiping the goddamn boiler room. Yeah. Now I come up Talking and there to take a shower dead. and she looks creepy as fuck and telling me her parents are dead. So she goes... Can I do anything for you? Do you need anything? And Catherine says... This is my favorite line. She says, no, you've had your chance. Yeah. Or you, you had, had your chance. your chance. And you're like, oh, shit. And it's then like, Rose like, just goes Yo. like, oh, okay. 
And then like, she goes in a room bitch. and bars her door with like a fucking ottoman yeah. or whatever. Yeah, she goes to her room and she bars her door with with a with a dresser. Yeah, because she's fucking terrified. And the thing is, it's true. Like, she probably would have saved you if, like, you probably would have lived. Spoilers. Yeah. Uh, if you would have just given her the time. So simultaneously with this, we're seeing uh, this girl Joan getting off of a bus, and you can tell she's like just fresh out of a hospital. You you know you pretty quickly realize it's a mental hospital because like you see all these old flashes of her getting forced medicine and all this stuff. Well, she keeps getting like flashbacks, yeah. and, and she got, gets shot. She at has some a point. bracelet, yeah, on her hand, and she has flashbacks of getting shot, and and so she goes to uh, this bus station, and she can't. Uh, she she's trying to find her way to. Claremont, I think, is the name of the town, but no, it's Bramford. No, Bramford's in between where she is and Claremont. No, remember it's that's, P. Maybe it's Philly. I don't know. No, it's not Philly, but it's my, basically. Well, here's the deal. She looks at the map. So this girl arrives at a train station, and she looks at a map, and you see her look at the map, and you see the eyesight line of the camera. Look at Bramford, which is the school of Bramford, mm-hmm. is the school these girls go to. And you see it stop on Bramford, and then it looks over to the next city, which I think is like Pendleton or yeah. something, and then it looks back at Bramford. Mm-hmm. And, and so what we're it. thinking is, like, when I was watching, I'm like, oh, this is an ex-student. I thought it was going to be the sister that saw the devil worshippers. That's like sort of the misdirect. Is like I didn't know who the fuck it was going to be. Well, because we had just heard that, yeah. that's Because what happens is this, is, this actually happens right after the boiler, and when we cut back... To them, it's when she's showering. And oh, we think it's all the same timeline. Yeah. So you think it's all the same time. You're like, oh, this girl's going to show up and she knows that they're devil worshippers or whatever. That's what I thought. So then uh, she gets a ride from a random dude. She's sitting on a bench and a guy sees her. And then. What's that guy from? He's a known actor. I don't even know. Um, we don't have to look him up, but he's a known actor who's done some good stuff. He plays a father figure. James Remar. Remer. Uh, and he was in. A lot of shit. Uh, the Warriors, Forty Eight Hours, uh, the Cotton Club, Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street, Dexter. He was uh Dexter's dad. That's what it Dexter, was. He was yeah. Dexter's dad. He was Dexter's dad. So, uh, so he walks up to her on a bench and he's like, "Hey, look, it's cold as fuck out here, and you have a thin ass jacket. Where are you going?" And you know, I think his story is a story of loneliness too, because his wife has basically separated herself from him, as they usually and do. When he they is get reaching. That age. Well, no, it's because they lost their daughter. Yeah, she's dealing with grief in that way. Um, well, he says, "Yo, you're cold as fuck. Uh, do you need a ride?" And yeah. she goes, "Where are you going?" Yeah, and he says, "Bramford." Well, no, he asks where she's going, and she says, "Pendleton or whatever." Where no, she saying. goes, "Where are you going?" Yeah, but she and, says she's going there, and he's like, "Well, I'm going east." No, she says, "Oh, east. no, he you're says, right. No, east. you're right." He goes, "Where are you going?" And she goes, "Like Pendleton or whatever." Yeah, yeah. And he goes, "Oh, that's one town after where we're going." Yeah. Yeah. And then she's like, all we'll right, take I'll take a ride. And as he takes her to the car, the wife's like, what are you doing? Yeah, and she's what like, are you doing? we'll take her to the next gas station. Which, you know, when you first see it, you're like, why is she so chill about him picking up a hitchhiker? But then you realize over the course of their story that he does this. Like, he picks up yeah. girls who remind him of his daughter. They're at the similar age or whatever. You know, they just remind him of his daughter because he couldn't help her. Like, he couldn't save her. Yeah. But this is some shit. So yeah, man, like it's it's pretty nuts. You, I mean, even if you're still listening and you you didn't watch, still watch it because we're yes. not doing justice. So we go back to the school and 
So it's the it's the it's the morning after you know Rose found Catherine bowing at the goddamn uh, f- furnace and, just and the oatmeal. creepiest the creepiest shit and um, they're with the sisters right yeah they're eating breakfast with the they're sisters eating, they're eating breakfast at a house with the two the two sisters the two the si- and when we say sisters we mean like older women in their fifties sixties they're nuns they're like nuns who work at the school. And, like Sister Mary Catherine and Sister Michelle yeah. or whatever. Well, we've, well, we've already no, actually, we've already seen a scene where they're eating dinner with them. Yeah, and they all say the Lord's prayer. They say their version of the prayer. God, God, thank you for the food. Blah blah blah. And then we see the next one after that night, after the the bowing yeah, night. After she, the next one is they're all at the dinner and no, they're while, at breakfast. No, breakfast is after this. Dinner's first. Oh, and she refuses to say dinner. The Lord's yeah, prayer. during dinner they're saying the prayer. And Catherine's not saying the prayer. She's just staring at Rose's plate and at her hands. No, this is the breakfast. It's breakfast first? It. Yeah, no, it's it's only breakfast that that happens. They only eat one meal together. The, Catherine and Rose eat a meal together. I guess it was together. just a very dark scene. I guess I thought it was They dinner. eat dinner together and pray the first time. And then the breakfast is when she won't pray. Okay, I guess it was just that it yeah, looked like nighttime because yeah. it was a dark scene. Because so then she pukes eating. everywhere. Yeah. yeah, they're eating and like and Catherine's just looking at Rose's plate and at her hands, and and the the one of the sisters is like, "Yo, what the fuck? You gotta say the prayer with us." Yeah, and she goes, "You know what? Fuck that. You lead the prayer. Say the prayer." And she starts. And she st- She starts stammering. Yeah. And then she says, "You know what? Fuck this." And the girl, you know, Catherine goes, "Forget it." She stands up and then she pukes. And then the next thing we see, she's sitting on the kitchen counter and the sister's looking at her like, are you sick? Whatever. Yep. The phone rings and then fucking the sister goes, come over here, Rose, and the other sister, Catherine, stay. And they start talking, which basically is like, maybe a call yeah. that her parents are dead. Because then that's why the main priest Like and the we didn't come. say in the beginning of the movie, there's a strange scene where... It's a dream. It's a dream where she kind of like is led to a car... She's led by a faceless man wearing a black coat, Which by is the her way. dad. It's like assumed to be her dad because she says, like, mom. Yeah. And she just, you just see a red car and like a head with like... Like you see like what maybe like a fleshy lump with hair. Yeah. It's all fucked up. So and, she sees uh, like what she thinks is her mom in a dream, and that is the devil planting that seed in her head. So basically, she's sitting there while these, you know, the two sisters and Rose are there, and they're getting a phone call, which we assume is like them coming to say, "Look, this girl's parents died in a car accident." Well, because they say the pastor's coming back. Like they say, we don't hear what they say, but she's like, pastor "No, no, James not pastor, is, headmaster." Yeah, headmaster's coming back. Headmaster and. Then the one uh, nun goes to touch her, and she's like, "Don't you fucking touch her! Get your hands off me, you <laughs> cunt!" And she's yeah. like, "How dare you!" Yeah, and the, dude. the thing is, we see the phone call, and the phone call later from the devil. He says, "Kill the cunts!" Kill the cunts! And that's the subtitles got it fucked up because at one point in the movie he says, "Kill all the cunts," mm-hmm. and then later on in the movie he says, "Kill all the cunts," and in the subtitles it just says, "Kill the cunts." Yeah. But um, so basically, they get the call, and the sisters tell Rose, "Rose, dig a path from the driveway to the door, yes, to the earth." Yeah, and she's like, "Why me, bitches?" Yeah, and they're like, "I mean, they don't say this to us, but we're basically realizing, why do you think she's sick? Hey, her fucking parents are dead, and also there's an official coming here. Yeah, go dig a damn shit, go dig a hole, whatever." So she digs a hole. 
they play with time here too. Because, yeah, because now it jumps back away and it goes back to Joan. Well, it jumps to Joan, then it jumps to the headmaster and the cop, then it jumps back to Rose. She goes to take a nap, and she tries to open the the priest, the sister's house, and she can't. She's like, huh. And then she just walks back and takes a nap. Then it jumps to the cop and the headmaster after Joan, and then it jumps back to Rose. So I thought the headmaster and the yeah. cop got there while Rose was sleeping and got killed too. But then you realize later what they find is all of it. They find no. yes. Holy fuck. No, because you know what? No, because that cop shoots her. Remember. The sisters couldn't have gotten killed. They were dead. Wait, they couldn't have gotten killed while while Rose was there. They were. That's why it was locked. How did Rose get back? Rose Rose was killed in the school. Yes. She walked back up into the school because their house is where they were at, the nun's house, eating breakfast. And then she walks over to the school and goes and takes a nap. How the fuck did she not see the two dead bodies in the living room? She didn't go through their house. Remember, she tries to open the door and it's locked. The same thing that happens to the, oh, pa- the headmaster. Oh, she just went back to yes. school. Good she call. shoveled, and then she was going to go in to say, I'm done. And then she was like, huh. That's why when you see the headmaster come back, the front door's locked. He goes yes. to the side, uses the side key. He comes in. You see the and blood. He, he sees he the corpses, no heads. Because then, remember, she puts the heads with Rose, well, and then... he puts the No, she puts the heads in the two pillowcases. Yes. That's why when you see that fucking dope-ass shot with the two trails of blood, and there's one f- set of footprints yes. between them, because yep. she's dragging... She's dragging them she, while she's Because I was thinking, why are there blood, blood dragging droppings, but no drops, no, like, prints? Yeah. It's like, oh, she's holding the pillowcases while the pillowcases are bleeding. Yep. And she's walking with them just leaving two trails of blood. And then Rose wakes up and hears all these weird noises, sees the heads, and she's like, she knows immediately. Like, she knows exactly what it is. Like, because it's a bloody pillowcase with two round, like two pillowcases with round things. There's well, no. Well, here's the deal is first, Rose gets up like normal and goes to the bathroom. And she oh, yeah. goes to use the bathroom. And you see her just from waist up. She sits down and then she wipes and you see her look down and she gets a super smile, relief. She laughs and she's like, oh my God, thank God. Because we do Which know she checked for her period earlier and didn't have it and then now she has yeah, it. So and it's now like, she looks down we're like, oh shit, she's not pregnant. Like, <laughs> she's so, so relieved. It's just so funny because... But she hears the door open. She hears the door open, hears footsteps. She's like, Catherine? She's Catherine. She says, says it twice. Yeah. Catherine? Catherine? And then you hear the door open and close again, and then she gets up and walks out, and you see the door at the end of the hallway just closing. Yep. So her ass walks out there. Rose walks out there. She looks down at the entrance door, and she sees the two pillowcases with the heads in them. Yep. And then she turns back to walk in the building, freaked out, and motherfucking Catherine. Catherine walks out on a mission. She literally... Doesn't say a word, walks up, stabs her in the stomach like three like, times. Right and away. And then she turns to the wall and she just stabs her in the back over and over. Over again. and over. And just keeps continuously it's stabbing. It's crazy. Brutal. It's and brutal. it's a really well done scene. It's really reminiscent of Psycho, in fact. Like if you think about it, because it's this butcher knife scene basically of someone just. Yeah. Ree, ree. Well, even when, um, which we didn't go over, which is fine, when, when Catherine kills the sisters in the house, when we see her actually do it. Yes. The best is when she. They're both like still kind of alive and like moving around. When she does the and she walks up, gets the pillowcases, and then walks back down, straddles one's shoulders, and just bam, bam, bam. Well, you see her even stab it in and like shake her hand while she's pushing. Yes, she's like, I'm really pushing it in there. So now she's killed the three of them. You see, after she kills Rose, she pulls her by the hair, pulls her head up, yep. pulls her knife by, which you realize. you At this point, we don't really know that it's about decapitation. Yeah. 
Well, we know there's been two decapitations when Rose Even at this point, yeah. I didn't know because I didn't really know she was decapitated. Oh, yeah, it could have been hearts or whatever. You're yeah, right. Yeah, we yeah. don't know what it is, but now I'm like, oh, I think she might be. That's kind of so weird. slow the way she pulls her hair up, too. Like, she pulls yeah. her head up by her hair very slow. I thought she was going to scalp her or cut yeah. her hair off. So basically, Lulu's looking scared. Um, sorry about the scary stories, Lulu. Uh, so then basically. Catherine goes back to the school, and by this time, time paradox is kind of shifting back to the cops. Yeah, and um, we'd already, by the way, we missed a part just because now at this point in the movie, actually, we know yeah, that Joan is cat. No, actually, actually, we have to we have to kind of say this part. So, so Joan gets picked up by the by the dad and the re, re, like, not resentful, but like kind of the reluctant mom. And apparently, she falls asleep in the car, and we see her wake up in a hotel, in a hotel room. room and there's a sign that says, you look tired, you slept for four hours in the back of yeah. the car, and there's a cup of water. She drinks it. I was like, the water's going to be yep. poisoned. It wasn't. Takes a shower and then knock yeah. on the door. So she takes a shower, there's a knock on the door, and she answers the door while in her towel, and it's the dad. Yep. And we proceed to have this very odd scene where the dad is talking to her, and she's asking him questions, and the music is doing that horror tense yeah. shit where you're like, "Oh no, the dad's the dad's the killer." He's trying to fuck. He's gonna and fuck. He's, he's gonna. He's being vague about where the mom is the whole time too. Yeah, she's I like, "Where's that. your wife?" And he's like, "Sleeping." Yeah, and she's in the other like, room sleeping. And then he's like, "Come down and get a meal." And they have a shot where he, you see his gaze. We see a POV from him, and he's looking at her knees. And like then kind of up her body. Well, yeah, like, bitch, because she's beautiful well, and no, she's no. in a towel. But then I think <laughs> we're still only really seeing it from her perspective. Even though we're seeing his POV, we're seeing what she believes Very he's true. looking at. Very you know true. what I mean? Because then his behavior never goes that way. Like he never even hints at it because, again, these are surrogate daughters for him. Yeah. So I think that was like a hint of like this is what she's thinking. Like he wants to fuck. Yeah, and like that's what she thinks his gaze is, because then he just goes, "All right, well, why don't you come down to the restaurant and you know you look you hungry, look hungry, yeah." And yeah. She's like, "Thanks." And then he's like, "I'll see if my wife can come." And then when he gets there, when she gets there, he's alone again, and he, it's like there. There was a minute where you're like, "This fucking guy's lying. Something's wrong," and then it's no, not then his wife's there. Yeah, but while they're in the restaurant, he tells her, "I lost my daughter nine years ago." And then he shows her the picture, and it's Rose's. Yeah, well, he goes, I lo- yeah, we lost a daughter. And he goes, I'll show you a picture. And then she sees the picture. And it's Rose's senior picture that we saw her take at the very first shot of the movie. Yeah. And then the, Which the, is, and then the waiter comes up. Well, go ahead. Well, when, when we the see picture? the extended length of that shot, it's really well done. Because like she, when you first see it, she smiles all beautifully and like flings her hair out a little bit. And it's like a perfect smile. And then, then the camera goes flash. Yes. And this bitch perfectly times her face. D. What is it called when it's not a crescendo? Is it a decrescendo? Uh, yeah, descendo is what we'll call uh, yeah. it. <laughs> her face like she just... descends from elation into despair and sadness. Yeah, because that's the day she probably thinks that she's found out she thinks she's pregnant. Like, good call. Good so, call. That's yes. right. And it's so good because it. it frames the film really well because the beginning she's you think she's this has this perfect life she's so happy and then when after she's dead and everything we see that shot again and it's like yeah oh right afterwards you see she was she was sad you know like it's so it's just so good yeah so then, so then we see we see fucking so so joan sees the photo of rose mm-hmm. and then the, the waiter comes up and he goes are you guys ready and 
He's like, I'm ready. Are you ready? And she goes, I need to use the bathroom. So she gets up. She goes to the bathroom. She goes to the sink and like throws water on her face, whatever. She looks at the mirror. And for a second, she laughs. She giggles and she, covers she her face. She chuckles and covers her face like, compose yourself, bitch. And that's and when she, I knew. I was like, oh, it's Kat. Like, cause they they give you the hint because of her hair. Like they have the same hair. Yeah, they both have. But they like, don't look alike at all. They both. She doesn't look like a nine year older version of. Yeah, they 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 both have that thing that a lot of girls have, where they're obviously brunettes or jet black hair. Yeah, they just have roots, and they have bleached blonde hair, and they live as blondes for like twenty. You ever know girls that live for twenty five years who are blondes, but they have like brown hair yeah fuck it why not no no it's cool yeah I no it's it. just you know you're like god that's a struggle like i know it's gotta like, be so god, annoying how much money are you spending and whatever on like it's even it's you know what's like having dudes that are like especially hip-hop dudes who gotta go get a fresh tape every oh, friday yeah. and i'm like bro that's 15 dollars plus tip every friday to get a lineup yeah fuck like, that to get the wee, wee, you know tape up my beard I'm yeah like, and then got- they line it up and they shave and they- off a bunch of your hair and it's like that's just gonna grow back tomorrow like just <laughs> yeah line, that's like, part of it just trace the actual hairline but, anyways um yeah so so you start thinking like i was thinking like man these girls look alike what is this shit but she gets back and she sees he's being asked he's being questioned by a cop mm-hmm. so she kind of links lingers back and oddly looks at the restaurant at the busboy bin and you see like a gross steak you see like a shitty steak knife and then, and, and then she the steals knife. it yeah. and she steals a steak knife and she comes back and the guys like hey we got some bad weather coming in uh so the food's going to go yeah let's get out of here oh and he had told her we come here every year to lay flowers at her grave which is at the school yeah and i guess maybe it's just it's not even yeah, it's not even at the school that she's buried. I think it's that they just go there to remember her or whatever. Yeah. Um. So, no, I'm not pausing it. Go. I have to fucking pee, dude. That's your fault. You fucking sat here. <laughs> I'm not having All to right. pee. You, you can go. Because I don't feel like having to pause it and stuff. Anyways, so, um, so that is right before we see, uh, like, that's, that's more ahead of the kills. But then... What we see is Cat kills uh, everybody. The cop and the priest or the headmaster come. They find her in the boiler room uh, with the three severed heads all facing the boiler, and she's praying. The cop's like, you know, hands up, whatever, whatever, and it's all in slow motion. He's like, hey, put your fucking hands up. And then she says, hail Satan. Hail Satan. And then he's like, put your fucking hands up. And then he shoots her. Um, and we had seen, that's the other thing, is you see Joan has a bullet wound scar. And that's like when you really know, oh, Joan is Cat. But uh, then we see kind of uh, Cat, younger version, getting an exorcism. And she sees the devil. And he, he's only a shadow. You just see, and Jesse will talk more about it before we're done, uh, the shadow of the devil. And she's like, don't go. And then he leaves. And so then we catch up to Joan, who's in modern time. She pretends to be sick right outside of the turn-in for Bamford call, uh, School. And the mom's like, don't pull over here. Don't you stop here. Please. Wait, wait. No, I'm not waiting. Uh, please. And then... Hold on, I'm back. Hold then Cat fucking... Or Joan stabs the mom like a maniac like no, 40 she, that's times. Not oh, true. She, she slits no. the dad's throat and then she yeah. stabs. And first but off, she, first off, when the cop gets to the basement, he sees her at the altar did this. with the three heads. Yeah. And he says, get up, drop that. She doesn't scream Hail Satan. No, she, she says, says Hail she Satan says, twice. She says, Hail Satan. Hail Satan. Yeah. And then he 
then she just screams and yeah. he shoots her in the shoulder. He shoots her in the opposite shoulder of her holding arm, which is weird. Yeah. She's holding a knife in her right arm, he mm. shoots her in her left shoulder. Yeah. And then we uh we switch to them driving. Yeah. And, and then that's she's she realizing yeah, she realized she goes, I'm being sick, and she goes, Pull over here. And what you were saying, which yeah. I, I just wanted to like make yeah. sure this part, the she times it perfect. She sees the exit sign yeah. that says Bramford three miles. She waits, waits, waits. Because I don't think they place him at the school. I yeah. think they place him at the cemetery. And she goes, pull over, please. I've, I've, I'm going to get sick. And the mom's, like you said, yeah, she's like, she's not, like here. not here. Not he- like you're literally pulling over in front of the school. Yeah. And then. So she pulls over in front of the school and then. Joan, Joan goes off. She, and well, what she really does is she, Emma Roberts is great. In she this, by the way. she le- she goes in the front. She slits the dad's throat. Yeah, and then she stabs the mom like thirteen times. Yeah, and in the shoulder, like just in the shoulder, Everywhere. and arms. It's like first just... to like in the in like it's like three in the front rib cage yeah. chest, and then the mom's like recoiling. So she goes, "All right, bitch, I'll stab yeah. you in the back." Yeah, and she just starts sticking the knife and in just her mechanically too, tons of times. It was nuts. And then when they show the scene of her get up and try to wipe the blood off her face, and she's just wait, like, really that, calm. we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Because oh, yeah. after that, after she does that, she she throws up. Yeah. So she throws up, and then what she does is we see her grab the dad's head and put the knife around like she's going to cut the head off, yeah. and then they show a shot of the bumper. I thought they should have showed the car, ro- the car rocking. Yeah. Like she's kind of like sawing. But, but when, then, and then they, you see like the mom's hair all nasty, like the. Well, head. yeah, we see her go to the go to the uh, the trunk, and she pulls out like a, a duffel bag. Uh, she, oh, luggage! She pulls luggage. out like a one of those like shell yeah. luggage, like those shell carry-ons, and she puts the two heads in the luggage. And then go ahead and say what you're. Well, we both saw the things. So go ahead and say. Yeah. Because this is one of the best for me. This is one of the best shots that I was like, oh, this is so. Wait, dope. this is when we see the exorcism, right? No. Oh, what is the shot you're talking about? Is it before? Is oh, that before well, she's putting or after? Blush on. Is yes, that before? Yes. It's before, right? It, no, it's this part. Yeah, she, she. So basically, after she puts the heads in the duffel bag, you see her. She's covered in blood because she's been stabbing these people, and she's she like wipes she's it wiping off with, her like, face tissues. with like yeah, and it's really sloppy because it's tissue. And then she puts blush. And on. And then she, you see her take makeup on, and she's putting blush on. And I, I watched like a, a breakdown thing that kind of made like a really good point well i guess we'll have to say it later so she's putting blush on before whatever then all of a sudden she just fucking skips like well we see her walk up to the school yeah yeah and then kind of like go up to the door and then we see it switch to Catherine, and she's tied to a bed because obviously they caught her yep and there's just a random priest and the priest that we saw in a flashback earlier in the movie in one of joan's flashbacks mm-hmm. aka joan yeah. is Catherine yeah. duh he exercises this is nine her. Years later. And she floats above the bed at this point too, which is interesting. Yeah. That's that's a thing I don't get. Like a thing with something that we'll deal with with the next movie we're gonna view, review like this, so which will be after the next episode, because the next episode of Off Weeks is gonna be Finn with anime special. But uh it, it might be what, what they're perceiving because she perceives. Yeah, that yeah, they she's both believe so hard. The priest yeah. believes. But basically the priest is exercising. I thought it was really interesting when the priest looks at her. And he says, he says, hey, hello. Yes. And he rubs her head and he goes, there you are. Yep. It's weird because she's looking at him. She's there. And then he goes, but she's so, yeah. that little bitch. She's 15 years old. 
that how are these kids good actors man like she does a subtle shift in her her brow yes like placement and the relaxation of her cheeks and she just does a calm face and the priest goes there you are mm-hmm. and he goes get out of here you're not welcome here yeah, and I thought at first, I'm like, oh, is he the guy, another priest at the school? And then I'm like, oh, no, he's exercised. Like, at first, I was like, oh, he's saying, like, bitch, you're expelled, you know? And then I was like, oh, no, no he's, he's... He's like, you're possessed. Well, because then I'm like, is this a flashback to a different time? You know what I mean? Like, whatever. And then you realize... And then then you hated this devil because he looks like someone making devil horns with their fingers. Well, the thing is, throughout the movie, you see the demon that she's worshiping. You know what he looks like saying? to me? It's like old samurai armor devil where they had those fucking masks with like fur hoods looks that like, they were he looks like my neighbor Totoro to me yeah <laughs> yeah uh, but he's just like this shape of a shadow with two it's, long it's, ass horns it's definitely fuzzy yeah and it's definitely a big body yeah with two kind of bunny ears like Fran from Final Fantasy 12 dude yeah like really long horns like really long kind slightly fuzzy like they're like long horns and the body's fat and fuzzy yeah but she, so she says, yeah. "Don't go." That's like well, another great line. This is a fucking great spot where he's he's exercising her, and she looks over to the side and she sees the demon, which is uh, what she believes is Satan. And you see its you see its horn. That's why I called it ears. You see them kind of like turn in a little bit, which I would imagine is him move. looking down, right? I think it, to me it feels like ears, and it feels like they were like Sad. almost like. Almost like tucking your tail between your legs. And she looks and she's got a teardrop coming down her right eye. And she says, she says, don't go. But it's so sad. Yeah. And the next shot, it's gone. Yeah. And then And then we come back to Joan. And then we come back to Joan. And she's outside. It's daytime now. I noticed that. No. Now we come back to Joan and Joan goes back to the boiler room to present the the, the, heads. the heads. Yeah, she's trying to get... And she's stoked because she laughed because she's like, not only am I coming back to you... I'm bringing you Because Joan parents. is Cat. Yeah. Cat broke out, the, out of the... Catherine killed the sisters and everybody and did the and thing. And then after nine years... And then got stuck in a mental institution, broke out, was making her way back to that place to try to do sacrifices again. And out of everyone runs into the parents of the other girl she killed yep. and she laughs because she's like holy fuck how dope of a sacrifice yeah is i this? get to bring him he's definitely parents, gonna yeah. fucking be there for me i loved that i loved the ending of this movie by the so way. so basically what we we're saying before about the, the the rouge the blush scene was after she cuts the after joan cuts the head off of the parents she wipes her face off clean and she you see her take a moment to put some blush on her face and I, I watched a breakdown where the guy where the girl actually was uh, explaining she's like what she believes, which I think is completely awesome. She's like she's taking a moment to like make herself presentable and pretty yes. because it's been so long since she's seen this yeah this this entity, which is all she has because she's yep. alone. And that's so fucking beautiful. And at some point during the movie she tried to use a payphone to call him again. And that's yeah, when we get the numbers disconnected scenes. because she's calling Bamford. Yeah, there's two payphone scenes, and both of the times, one's Joan and one's Catherine, and then both times, she's got two quarters in the hand, and the way that she flips, the way that she shows the quarters in the hand, and the way that she actually does it are similar. And the one time, and it's funny, because they mirror each other again, the one time she's calling her dad, her real-life dad, and like to ask where he's at, and she leaves a voicemail. 
nothing. Then she calls as Joan, and she's calling Bamford to call the devil dad, and, and he doesn't answer too. And then yeah. the very end is well, Joan. No, so she goes. Joan goes to the to the boiler room to yes. present the head. But we don't even see what happens. No, we do. No, she just puts them on the ground. No, this is the fucking best part. One of the best parts. Um, I loved it because it was very Nightmare on Elm Street. She goes she goes up to the boiler even though it's obviously off. Oh, yeah. And she's afraid to touch it. And she touches it and backs away like it's hot. And then she touches it and realizes it's fucking cold. Yeah. And you see like her face or like the lower half of her face for a second and it's super disappointed. Yeah. You don't they don't even take time to let you see her pull the heads out and do yeah. the thing. She doesn't do the bowing. Yeah. She touches the fucking furnace and realizes that this fucking shit is done. Yeah. Like there's nothing here. And then we get the last shot. Which is her running out into the street. Walking out slowly. The same street that we've seen a million times. Like this when is the her. beginning yeah. beginning of the movie had a shot where um where Catherine walks out it was no during school oh, when yeah. she's literally there. She walks to the same exact camera position, shot of the same street. For some reason, it's actually an oddly placed shot, and you see her just look out, and like it looks like she's looking for something, but she doesn't know what she's looking. She's for. looking for her parents, I think. She's that's the road Good they call. come in on. Yeah, Good and so call. again, it's abandonment both times. It's lost. So and at the end of this. the film, the last thing we see, yeah, she walks out. You're right, but she then she just cries and like holds her face and screams a little bit. Like, yeah. And she's just, just like that's what I love about it is like normal shitty horror movie. She'd summon the devil again, and it'd be over. Like you just see her go in the boiler, and it's like, oh, she did it. And this like the witch is like, oh, yeah. the devil's here now. Yeah, and this is the perfect ending where it's like this is all about loneliness, and she is alone again. Like she's now completely alone. Not even the devil's here for her anymore. Which is, I don't know. I I loved this movie. I yeah, it's definitely a five for me. And. Yeah, especially for what it is, it's a five. I mean, I watched it twice in a row, and I watched a couple of breakdowns. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I mean, I know we kind of just ran through it. Everybody and- watch it, so Netflix sees that this shit is good, and Oz Perkins gets more movies. He's got yeah. another movie coming out this year. Or if anything, go give it a thumbs up, or just you know, I would I would say if you like creepy stuff, and what's really good is it's not really gory or demonic no. or terribly scary. The it's, worst it's thing you see of- is people getting stabbed, but it's not like bloody the blood isn't there until later like it's not like blood flies everywhere you know what i mean yeah it's blood like you see like in the next scene you see blood like on her hands yeah on her face like you don't see it flying up while she's stabbing it's just she's stabbing and even when she slits people's throats like you don't see throats slicing open and pouring out blood yeah it's not kill bill where all of a sudden fucking yeah spray of blood i would really like recommend that um we are running a little long. Yeah, it's fucking late. So look, next next episode, guys, is going to be Aaron and Keith doing a regular nerd, uh, nerd porn, uh, nerds. nerds, nerds podcast. I think you guys can do John Wick and some other stuff. Yeah, Keith saw John Wick. Okay, so we'll talk so about that. I might we, see Detective Pikachu as well. I um I talked to somebody who did he who I trust and he's a pretty good dude. He told me it was fucking amazing. Yeah, and a lot he, of people. And, and he's it. been playing Pokemon since forever. He told me it was like some of the most fun he's had in a while. So I heard it was good. Um, I'm going to try to make sure that we keep on track because I've, I've been kind of fucking us up. Yeah, I haven't watched Baki either. Yeah, so look, we got two weeks, guys. If you want to join us in two weeks, we're going to do Baki Season 2. Mm-hmm. and Hunter, Hunter. Hunter, Hunter. I'm not going to watch Hunter, Hunter. I can't do 100 episodes. Just watch some of it. Like, see what you think. Yeah, I'll watch a little bit. And then uh, and then the week after that, you know, you do another one. And then in four weeks, um, 
I'm going to have another movie I want to do, but I want to see if you guys want to watch it. It's called A Dark Song. It's on Netflix. It's kind of fucking weird. If you do watch it, don't do any kind of spoiler shit, but I think that we can have some fun stuff to talk to. I'll watch and it. I, um, and I think that I can have a cool, uh, a, 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 maybe a cool guest. I found a cool dude who lives in California who uh, plays games and collects music. This motherfucker can play the NES Battletoads jet, uh, jet ski scene blindfolded yeah he's a fucking baller like honestly that's some shit where either fuck you you're playing a vhs tape recording that shit Mm -hmm. or you deserve a little bit of credit like i'll paypal you 30 13 (laughs) cents so um so cool guys i we appreciate you guys listening it's almost three hours and an hour and a half of it is literally nonsense. So enjoy, it's guys. Sylvester Stallone and shit. <laughs> uh, so, no, nah, fuck that, man. Take care of yourselves. We love you. Goodbye. We love you very much.